I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this year of Bamcast is we go and we watch our clothing, quote unquote, bad movie, and we talk about it for the first half. At the very end, we rate them. Good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies. They get one of five jocks as Robot Jocks. Hey. Good job, Robot Jocks. That's related to this movie. I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> However, there are bad, bad movies. This is stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One of five bags. After douchebags, yeah. <laughs> bags of douche. Yeah, that is what, bad job. That is what that is. We should probably workshop a better you way should, to say that from now on. All right, you should just quit being <laughs> douchebags. Should we? I mean, are we no. afraid of saying douchebag? No, or it's just, just we've got that pattern of right, after, after Twilight, right. but then you stop yourself right before Twilight. It's like after douchebag. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Things that suck. Yeah. Um. So we did a uh, we did a little movie called Demonic Toys. It is a little movie. <laughs> From uh-huh. 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a full moon pictures joint. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go and spoil it. We probably watched it in preparation to get to Dolman versus Demonic Toys. Maybe. Mostly. At some point. Yeah. Just, you know. There's a whole. Set, we're laying the groundwork to get to there. Oh, of course. Yeah, for the yeah. Dolman versus Demonic Toys cinematic universe. We're putting in our time. Yes. Or the Charles Bandiverse or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get a, a quick plot, very quick plot summary for this movie out of the way okay. and talk more about it. A pregnant policewoman, her quarry, and an innocent delivery boy become trapped in a haunted toy warehouse. Her quarry? The guy she was chasing. That's what that means. Yeah. Quarry. Oh. Okay. Like a rock quarry. Yeah. But no. No. Like game quarry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Like She's, Ralph McQuarrie. Oh. oh. They, yeah. Like a question. No, that's a query. That's a query. Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, like when you have a mind. consensus among a group. No, that's a quorum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the Microsoft uh, Assistant. <laughs> oh, that's a Cortana. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, right. Anywho, anyway, um, this movie opens and, and, well, and what? Well, it's from the director of Eliminators and Arena. Yes. Yeah, okay. Charles Band alum for sure. Mm-hmm. Peter Peter Manugian. Manu- I'm going to say it's Manugian. 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 Written by the writer of Death Warrant, uh-huh. David S. Goyer. <laughs> that's, that's His most famous for. movie, yeah. Death yeah, Warrant. it is, yeah. He did go on to do some bigger films. Mm. Really? Yeah. Some Batmans. Yeah. Some Supermans. Mm. 
some times when Batmans and Supermans were both in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Some Blades. Mm-hmm. Some Blades? Yeah. yeah. You know. A very inconsistent man. Yes. yes. Sometimes he has a good idea, sometimes not. Yeah. And sometimes he writes Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV movie that we watched. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess the main person is uh, Tracy Scoggins mm-hmm. from Watchers 2. <laughs> Watchers 2. Watchers, Watchers 2. 2. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I've forgotten all about Watchers 2. I remember literally nothing. It had Mark Singer in it. It did. Okay, you're right. It did. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a werewolf thing. Dog. There was a, a dog and a drippy thing that was chasing the dog. Maybe. That's all those Watchers movies. Mm. Yeah. I know I missed one of them. I couldn't tell you which one it was. Three. Three? Yeah. Because all three of us fell asleep during Watchers 3. Oh. <laughs> That's the one with the smart dog, right? So so at some point uh-huh. I would at some point I would have said, Hey, is anybody else awake? Yeah. Mm. And we would have not said anything because <laughs> we were sleeping. <laughs> we were tuckered out. Yeah, we were all so. we were tall, oh, little guy. Uh, yeah, All so right. this movie opens, and there's uh, undercover cops having a conversation in a car. Mm-hmm. They're also undercover lovers. Yes. The lady's dropping mm. serious hints about the fact that she's pregnant, and the guy's just like, ah, yeah, you know, it's cool. It's well, like shacking up, living kids, together. Kids, whatever. We, we've seen a, a little weird dream sequence right before we get to these people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of a room filled with clocks and rocking chairs. Yes, they're rocking chairs around the clock. Uh-huh. And Tracy Scoggins <laughs> is sitting there. All made up as two kids are playing war, mm-hmm. like the card game, mm-hmm. and then it meshes into right. Her yeah, she wakes up. She's like, "So that's the dream." And I always just wake up right then. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, that's weird." <laughs> yeah. And one of the kids has very green eyes. Yes. Super green. Super green. Super green. What kind of green for that? Super green. Oh. Super green. Super green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, but, and and like they're just having this conversation. She's like, "You idiot! I'm basically trying to tell you I'm pregnant." He's like, yeah. "Well, that's awesome." Oh, that's okay. Because well, he was like, "I don't know if we should get married until we have kids," and she's like, "Yeah, you're right. And we shouldn't get married until we have kids." Mm-hmm. So, do you want to get married? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Well, this is fantastic. Let's do a thing right now." Yes. Yeah. Now it's time to do an arms deal. Right. Yeah. Looks like a drug deal, but they pull out some guns out of the car and like, yes. "Oh, arms deal." Okay. But as somebody pointed out in movies, any kind of deal, like meeting <laughs> deal, arms deal, drug deal, out of a car, there is instant hostility. Yeah, Every it has deal to be incredibly is just antagonistic. Yeah, it's always just you, motherfucker. Let's go. You're late. Deal. You know, it's like, always ju- it's always why we just something. Stuff. Mm-hmm. No one can just friendly like you know. I get that you're criminals, but why can't you be friendly? I think I have, I have a theory on this. Okay, is we're always seeing cops. Like it's always the cop coming into the deal. Yeah, and it's always like the first time that they've dealt with this person. Okay, so so they're just antagonistic. So the yeah. criminals have to kind of establish. But I mean, like in this movie and other movies, if there is a lady involved, the people that have never laid eyes on her are going to hit on her despite whatever position she may hold Mm -hmm. in the deal. That's any lady anywhere at any time. But I mean, there's a time and a place and like this back alley (laughs) drug or arms deal is not the place. (laughs) No. I mean, because it's, it's it's going to cause hostility, especially when he introduces Lady Cop mm-hmm. as my like benefactor or yeah. money lady or whatever. <laughs> money and there's like, hey, hot stuff. <laughs> and he's like, dude, knock it off. Yeah. And of course, you know, they finally produce the weapons and it's like, hey, we're cops. You're under arrest. Yeah, because they're like, so how much for these guns? And they're like, ah, 40 grand. He's like, well, that sounds fantastic. And we're cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, so- and like, I mean. 
a little bit of a scuffle ensues, but I mean, like, this dude is shot right away, which you could see coming from a mile away. Okay, well, the guy standing behind him who is holding a shotgun that doesn't have any bullets in it. Oh, right. Well, he says casual- there's no clip in it. Yeah. Because it was a machine gun. Yes. But he casually just flings it at the cop like a baton, just mm-hmm. like, eh. <laughs> to which it bounces off of that guy to where he turns around and then another yeah. guy shot, shoots him. Yeah, he spins dead. towards that guy and just shoots him in yeah. the gut. And the other guy shoots the cop in the chest. Center mass. Well, yes. While she ducks behind the car but has not drawn her gun yet. Nope. nope. Like, they probably shouldn't have a kid because they, they can't even work out the most basic of signals of like, this is when <laughs> I'm going to pull my gun and arrest them. <laughs> yeah. Please be ready. Yep. Just, you know. A little bit of planning. Like nope. that, that kid's getting left nope. in the car with the windows well, up. Well, if they'd done any saying. planning, she wouldn't be pregnant in the first place. <laughs> True. Good point. All right. Yeah, they weren't counting the dates on the calendar right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the only way you can plan. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Anywho, he's dead. She's like, oh, no. Oh, I guess, I sh-, you know, that sucks. I should probably go catch the criminals. Because <laughs> she has a brief moment where it's like, <laughs> you, you're going to chase them? Because she tagged one of them tagged one of them in the side. So, like, one dude's limping. He's kind of, like, sort of gut shot. So, they're probably going to catch up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is just like, fuck you, guy. I'm out of here. And just runs off into this toy warehouse, which is lit up. And I, I don't know. It's just. There's a sign with some neon on it. Right. I'm just There's more lights for a mostly abandoned warehouse than there is for the other place we're about to go, which is because this begins a stalking through the dark sequence where she is chasing the criminals and. They're running and then they kind of catch up and exchange like a shot or two and then keep running. Mm-hmm. And it just goes and goes and goes. Dude, that's been shot. Eventually, like, I think we cut away before, but he eventually stumbles onto this like glowy area that is formed on the floor. Well, this this demonic spotlight has mm-hmm. shown up and he's like mesmerized by it. And he stumbles over to it and then kind of stumbles into it. Now we've only been talking for about two minutes. Keep This is about 20 minutes into the movie because they are stumbling around this warehouse for fucking ever. Yeah. Yes. She is stalking the dude that she is chasing around. And this guy who will not die is stumbling around the just hiding and jumping out. And then, so it takes a good 20 minutes before he's finally dying in this weird, dumb right. spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I we get some cuts interspersed of um, the security guard. They might've introduced the I, security guard. I by don't, now. did they do the security guard yet? Because I know yeah. they cut, they cut away yeah. to the uh, chicken place. Well, he calls the chicken. Yeah. Place. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. You see the, you see yeah. him briefly and it sounds like he's, as you said, it sounds like he's listening to circus calliope music. Yeah. Which it's polka music. It's, it's good pol- old, it's beer polka. and pretzel polka. It is, but it's just, it's, basically constant clown music and yeah. he's watching puppet master on television mm-hmm. reading pornography and listening to fucking clown music yep. <laughs> and this is Man, his night he's living his best life yeah, yeah. he's and, loving it and he <laughs> calls to i don't know cluck and bell place wherever the fuck it is and chickies chicken yeah, I believe. Uh, Chunky's chicken. Chunky's chicken. Chunky's chicken, chunky's chicken. Chunky's yeah. chunky's chicken because he, he calls there and he reaches chunky style. he reaches mark who becomes more of a main character in mm-hmm. it? Oh, who's just like, all right, cool. I'll be, I'll be there same time as every night. Mm-hmm. And we have a brief interlude where his boss comes out, or like coworker comes out, and boss are both just like, all right, what are you doing? You're slacking and all this stuff. And, and to be fair, he is like cooking food in the back, smoking a cigarette. Yes. Mm-hmm. To which the boss walks in, and is like, hey, is that a cigarette in your mouth? <laughs> and he's like, nah, it's your dick. <laughs> and it just turns around, <laughs> and it's kind of like. Yeah. Wait, what? And the boss is like, was that a crack on me yeah. or you? Which, or what? 
I'm rubber, you're glue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Huh? No matter I, what I you mean, the my dick's in this scenario. You? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, but, it's just, it's weird. Yeah, but this but, dude is just eventually like, I'm taking this delivery and fuck y'all, fuck this job, but yet I still don't kind of quit. I may quit. I may drive your chicken truck into the lake. I don't know. I may do a number of things. Yeah. But I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. And he goes out and it's a fucking chicken truck. Like, it's a it's a shitty well shitty it's a it, chicken station wagon yeah it's mm-hmm. a station wagon with a demonic uh i don't know just paper mache chicken on it with glowy red eyes. red glowing yeah. eyes and they've built like this weird cotton nest around it it's mm-hmm. i you know whatever hey, i guess if you're gonna really if, if you're ordering from a place that delivers fried chicken at midnight yeah Expect this car to show up at not, best. Not to mention, there's at no power best. at this place. Like, <laughs> yeah, is, that's what I was about to say. Like, like, there are like two light bulbs yeah, the, in this entire. The closed down, mostly abandoned warehouse where one security guard can take care of an entire warehouse is more well lit. And that's not to say it's well lit. Mm-hmm. It's more lit up and looks more open than this chicken shack, sh- shack that is open. Yeah. But he leaves, maybe kind of quits, but puts a, leather, a cool leather jacket over top of his shitty, you know. 80s style fast food restaurant uniform mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. drives off to go deliver the food. Now we've watched, I don't remember what order it is, but we've watched gunshot guy die on this thing and summon the light even harder. And then the toys start yeah, to summon uh, that light hard, uh, uh, like just animate like mm-hmm. we get. Well, yeah. Cause he's bled on it enough. Yeah. But, and you've got like a kind of evil looking teddy bear. You've got a Jack in the box. You've got a little baby doll, like, whatever what was it what was the oopsie daisy yeah but like what was the what was the betsy wetsy like that kind of shit it was like that that kind of thing Mm -hmm. where because she's like i can do this and i can do this and you know the the best one though is this little like uh robot attached to a tank tv robot which is a miniature slightly changed model of the thing from eliminators Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like yeah. a prop from that a little miniature that they made that they just rigged up to be remote controlled. Yeah. I but thought it, that was a nice. But it's got a box and it says TV robot. Yeah, that's a different robot. That, yeah, that's oh, no? that's that's yeah. the standard like black you know robot. Oh. With the... There's a there was a robot in the background that had a little TV screen. Oh, uh, see, yeah, this whole time I was cheering for TV robot. It no, wasn't that, a TV robot. Was, I know that was I the didn't, I didn't want to crush you during the movie. I wanted sure. to crush you live yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. That's, I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. He, the robot himself would have told you, my father is TV robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm TV's son of TV's <laughs> robot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he's dead. Some toys have started coming. Well, mm-hmm. the toys have come to life and murdered his face. Yeah, because, well, because he's, he wakes up and he sees a jack-in-the-box yeah. sitting there and it's just playing a tune. Pop goes the weasel, because that's the only thing Jack in the Boxes ever play. Yeah. Eventually, it pops out, and it's a demonic clown Jack in the Box face mm-hmm. with a little good. rattle that it keeps shaking, and he just, like, stands there staring at it, yep. you know, mere inches from it, mm-hmm. which, as you can expect in a horror movie, does not end well for him. Mm-mm. Not particularly. No. But, yeah, he's finally dead, thanks to the things murdering his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was its death rattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Tracy Scoggins has chased the dude into a security, like a like a storeroom, mm-hmm. like a, t- a small room off to the side with a bulletproof door for some reason that yeah. moments after they are in there, something comes and locks the door. Well, yes. OK, I assume this is going to. Well, I, I don't assume because it's Charles Band and, you know, sometimes the sequels have basically nothing to do with the first one. Mm-hmm. But 
were I a betting man and this was going to be a horror anthology, mm-hmm. I think we would come to find out because they're it's a little later in the movie, but there is a cutaway flashback thing back mm-hmm. to like the 1920s mm-hmm. with the last time this demon tried to raise itself. Mm-hmm. And there's an old guy and an old lady that are like all, all in favor of this. They're like trying to help along this demon birth thing. Yep. I think we would find out that it's either him and or his son or somebody connected with them that opened this toy shop and that they knew this place was special in some way that the toys were just a front because they, they keep flashing somebody's name on there and they never establish what the hell the doctor's name is. I don't think. Mm. I don't know. The movie doesn't care. No, the movie doesn't care. I'm saying like this seems like one of those like dangling little threads where you get maybe the next movie where it's like, let's explore the backstory because that's what people want in horror movies. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> those like are always the best. <laughs> the offshoots that have nothing to do with the movie you really liked. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Anywho. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. There, Anywho, there's that scene. We, we can skip that scene later. Like I said, that's basically what happens. Like. It's not particularly important. There is there is one other part we'll cover when we get to the fuck it. We'll talk about it now because it's a little bit out of order. But I already brought it up. All, All right. right. The end of this is like the demons that are trying to resurrect themselves. The, the They tried to have a demon baby. It didn't work. They w- wasn't strong enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the weirdest thing about this entire scene is that the old lady's like, well, maybe next time it'll be stronger and it'll survive. And she- it is like a demon baby. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's a little got horns coming out of its head and it's way bigger than a normal baby yeah mm-hmm. like ma'am sorry yeah <laughs> yeah but it's dead and they're like oh well that stinks maybe next time and even like the pregnant lady who just had the demon baby's like oh yeah apparently then, they were all on board with this mm-hmm. and yeah so well, they he, did have a little like that little uh, what do you call it pentagram mm-hmm. uh it was like a dream catcher yeah, yeah. A dream catcher <laughs> hanging by the hanging for the window yeah, yeah. But they they swallowed up despite its death, and then apparently it was Halloween because some kids knock on the door and trick or treat, mm-hmm. and she's like, "How would you like some candy? Ooh, would you like something better than candy? <laughs> Hold on, be right back." And she gives this whole spiel about if you, it's like a seed. If it's you plant a it, seed, <laughs> yeah. it'll grow and make become stronger, and you can raise it. And they drop this swaddled up dead demon baby into their trick or treat sack. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are stoked. They're and like, they're like yeah, better cool, than candy. Great. And they leave, and yeah, like, these kids are way too excited about yeah. her being like, "I'm going to give you something that's not candy." Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Sweet tasks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they go and sit thing. down and open up the sack and unwrap DB and Baby. And thankfully, this was 66 years ago, so it was like they didn't know. Uh, they had no. Well, this was 1925. They're lucky that 25 had candy at all. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was the, like, like well, they got four years. They got four before years before they could have candy. Trick or treating didn't even exist. It's a demon seed, kids. But they unswaddle this dead demon baby and thankfully appropriately reactive ah and just toss it down a cliff in two seconds. That's the reaction to it. It's just like what's this? Oh god, over the head and then they just bail. Yeah, and this thing just lands. It gets a worse reaction than like raisins or pennies. They're like oh god, well as it should. I mean raisins and pennies are bad. Maybe raisins they'd react worse. Raisins are delicious. Especially in the yeah, but 20s. not for trick or treat. You eat raisins because you can eat them any time of the year. All they had was raisins and taffy. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't inv- invented anything else. This yet. is just some grapes you didn't throw out. Yeah. Fuck you. An apple full of razors. Yeah. <laughs> this is glue with some food coloring, yeah. coloring on it. Anywho, here have a bottle of wax. To be fair, that it's happens and much later in the movie. But I started yeah. it, so we might as well finish it. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, so anyway. they're in this. They're in this storeroom. Yes. And so the 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 main guy, the main bad guy, Lincoln, mm-hmm. is she's got she they tussle for a while and mm-hmm. her clothes get ripped and then she's she's got him. 
She's mm-hmm. got him under gunpoint. It's it's over. Yeah, she's handcuffed him behind his back. Yeah, and, and the door just yeah, and locks and she's like, oh shit, we're and she's in. like, we're locked in. And this guy is just like he just wants suicide by cop, just basically because he's like, I fucking killed your partner, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, you shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be out on bail by morning. Yeah. <laughs> And everything that she says, you know, it's like she tries the phone and the phone doesn't work. And she's like, what about my phone call? I have rights and I murdered your part. Ha ha. I'll be out, you know. And she's just so she in this movie is constantly sweaty, mm-hmm. constantly Very exasperated mm-hmm. and constantly making these weird moaning sounds like all the time. Like just constantly just like <laughs> like everything that happens just gets this guttural sound out of her for some reason. Yeah. So it's her da. Uh, yes, it is. It kind of is. We should have yeah. started counting them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they're they're trapped in there for a while. And then chicken guy shows up yeah. to deliver chicken. Mark shows up in the chicken wagon and. Yeah, he pulls Drive. it in. Say, well, like he's got. I guess he's got a system. Like he honks or did he push a button? He buzzes. Yeah, yeah. and the guy's like, yeah. oh, "Hold your pants on, get in here, <laughs> give me my chicken." Charnetsky. <laughs> yeah, that's the security guard. Yeah. Security guard's also drinking like olive oil or some. <laughs> <laughs> I like whoever said it that he was pre-lubing his pipes yeah. to, to just, just slide the chicken slide right, the chicken right down his throat. Because I mean, I assume he's got whiskey, but I mean, it's the it looks the color and the consistency of olive oil. Yeah, it's like castor oil. It's just. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, what are you drinking? But I'm pre lubing the pot. Yeah, so maybe it's schnapps. <laughs> yes, mm. <laughs> delicious olive schnapps. <laughs> yes, but, but yes, yeah, so, Mark comes into the office and it's you and, know, and they, like, yeah, they're just hanging out. Look like, at my porn. Listen want, to my poker. Well, he's like, you want a beer? He's like, what do you think, dude? He's like, yeah, I knew you did. Toss him a beer. And apparently, they do this every night. Like, guys, yeah. like, fuck off work. I'm gonna go hang out with mm-hmm. Chernowski. Mm-hmm. And, and they have a discussion about chicken. He's like, ah, don't you think it's weird? Everything tastes like chicken, frogs, legs, rabbit, goat, and everything. And, he, and then the security guard's like, yeah, well, you know, it doesn't taste like chicken. This shit. It's, it's a much longer and better lead up than yeah. that. Because like, he um, does yes. this whole thing about, you ever hear about the Guana guy? Yeah, he moved to Costa Rica and started raising them because they're they were smaller than chickens and taste just like him. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, how come everything? And then it gets to that mm-hmm. eventually. But yeah, yeah. It's, he it's, also shows him the Playboy and he's uh-huh. like, hey, check her out. Yeah. It's July. Brings a tear to your eye, doesn't it? To which Mark just immediately starts smelling the magazine. And uh, it's just like, uh, what? You do not. That is the last magazine you want to smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck. Is old Chernowski's <laughs> fucking spank rag. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Old Chernowski's spank rag. <laughs> well, there's the episode title. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it's probably got like chicken grease on it. it uh, no oh, doubt. A little bit of bug spray <laughs> yeah. because, all right. And chicken grease is the least objectionable thing that's no. probably on that. Because, like, yes. all right, there's a, there's a roach problem in his room, too, which uh, probably yeah. from all the nasty ass chicken. But, like, he grabs this big, like, raid can, sprays them, and then proceeds to step on them all. It's like, the fuck are you going to spray them if you're just going to stomp them all? Yeah. Yeah. Well, back in the early 90s, the raid spray wasn't that good. He's uh, also right? spraying them from like 30 feet away. He's just like up at mm-hmm. eye level, just spraying. Like it's all dispersing before it ever yeah, gets anywhere close. There's only close. one reason for that to exist. <laughs> and it oh, shows yes, up later. because it's a it's, setup it's for Chekhov's later. raid. Yeah. <laughs> LFG. No. Stop giving me so many episode titles. <laughs> Sorry. LFG, demonic toy run. <laughs> but yeah, so... And the thing is, he's had like his TV and his polka music up so high that he can't hear anything that's going on anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I will note that Dollman is on the TV a bunch of times. Is puppet or, master. or puppet, puppet master? master. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. 
Which but at yes. some point there will be a Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys mm-hmm. movie. We are not watching it because it's garbage. Oh, <laughs> but Chuck, what? How will we know the whole story if we don't watch that one? Believe it or not, it is unrelated to both oh, those franchises, what? and it stars Corey Feldman. Mm. Man, now you're speaking my fucking language. And it was made for the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> oh, um, ooh. yeah. But how? What year? Late nineties. Mm. I'd be okay. Maybe even no, maybe even later, like 2003, mm. 2001. Anyway, no, we're not All doing right, it. All right, fine. Fine, <laughs> fine, 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 fine. Yes. So she, yes. like, oh, uh, um, what's her face? Uh, Jude or Judith mm-hmm. uh, yeah. basically saw the chicken wagon arriving and proceeded to, like, like you would do in a movie, like you're going to shoot out the window, like use your gun and, and bust out the little tiny little window panes. It's a very weak attempt mm-hmm. at a diehard. Kind of, because she's like, hey, <laughs> hey. And it's like, this place is shitty enough, and you've ex- you've fired enough bullets. Shoot one, mm-hmm. just shoot one. Mm-hmm. Just not at him. Just out the window where he can hear it. But he's got the Joker cranking on the yeah, radio, which he's yeah. listening to Joker special Joker. music <laughs> arrangements by Joker. Joker, Joker. Um, which I assume is what he's cranking in that car. Um, yeah, but yeah, so he doesn't hear it. Pulls in, closes the door behind him, and is now in the office. So now she's like, "Fuck it." I'm just going to start shooting at the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, so, he, he kind of goads her into it. He's like, well, that didn't work. They'll hear your, they'll hear your damn gun, won't they? Yeah. Oh, there's also a phone in the room that's that's busted because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. demonic toys and stuff. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so she, she starts firing at the wall. And, and thankfully, thankfully, Mark's even there because he's like, did you hear that? Because the other guy would, wouldn't have heard shit. Yeah. And so they turn off all of the things making noise and she stops shooting. But they're like, well, maybe I should go check it out. And they both... You know, he's like, well, I'm not waiting here by myself. And we get a little bit of exposition of that there is a shotgun in the locker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they take off through the warehouse to go investigate it. And, and it's this is where you think things are going to start to begin, but not really, because they nope. make it to the to the door because she's now banging on it. And I'm like, who are you, cop? OK. Um, she's like, I can't leave. You need to go call for backup because mm-hmm. I've got to watch him. And he's got a tiny little gun. She's like. You go call for backup. We'll all wait here and shut the door behind us. Yeah. So uh, that's like, you know how to use that thing. And he's like, I was in Korea. <laughs> so no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, like a month ago, it was a terrific vacation. Yeah. <laughs> now, you ever had kimchi? <laughs> really good. <Yeah. laughs> kind of got some bite. So he takes off back, you know, taking his time getting back. Like the only reason they're scared because they don't know about demonic toys or anything right now. Nope. The only reason reason he's scared is because you said there was another suspect that's very badly wounded. Yes. So he is walking as slow as humanly possible because it seems like once again, he's been walking through this warehouse for a while. He's only 10 feet away. He's only yeah, <laughs> 10, 20 feet away to the point that like when the demonic toys come out and start attacking him, which begins with a teddy bear and a baseball bat. Yeah. Or Yogi Berra, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, and so cracks him in the leg, falls over, and... Um, <laughs> Damn it! And, and, and I, I love that Mark's watching me. He goes, he fell down. He's like oh, giving yeah. a play-by-play He's narrating play everything, everything, and he's 10 feet away. He's like, he tripped. And he's like, oh, he's probably <laughs> oh, just Oh, he's drunk. getting up now. Yeah. Um, so he's like, oh, he's fine. He's getting up. But then what What happens next is... To- the the, the, the robot come daisy out. baby comes oh, out and yeah. is like, will you be my new special friend? Stab. Well, yeah. Well, no, she goes, a. She swears all the time for one, mm-hmm. but yeah. she's like, "Hey, Fox you want to play a fucking game?" And he's like, "What?" And she picks up his gun. Then, oh, he right, because he tripped and, and he shoots was... him in the knee. Yeah, to which he falls, and then that's when Mark has to narrate. Somebody shot him in the knee. Mm-hmm. He fell down again. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently he's the only one really watching this. Though he comments that 
like well you saw this because he's just like narrating everything like bears chewing his face off and mm-hmm. oh god the evil bear just stabbed him in the dick which that happens yeah the evil baby stabs him in the, oh, the baby stabs him. yes yeah the yeah. bear just eats his face right the bear, bear eats his face and the jack-in-the-box like wraps around his neck mm-hmm. and- yeah. And and for some reason, like even though he's been shot in the knee, like his arms cease to function because yes. he's not fighting these things off. He's just no. getting his face eaten. Well, it. the thing is, is that no one fights these things off because one of their arms is being used as a puppet hand. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so they I just, know. Yeah. But, but nobody he, ever fights back against these things. They just no. it, they just accept their fate as soon as they're getting bitten on the face. <laughs> yeah. But dude's dead and getting dragged off. And Mark's just like. We might as well say it. Mark flips the fuck out yeah. and is probably yeah. getting an ancillary award towards the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. he's he is not having because, this. Well, he's just watched old Chernowski get <laughs> get his face eaten and his dick stabbed and <laughs> toys were doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But like I said, he's like, you saw it, but everyone's like, oh, that didn't happen. Like, they're like, no, we yeah, it's just he, through the window. We just saw the dude get yeah. killed. Yeah. But he's just like, man, game over. I and, cannot. Oh, be- yeah. He he Hudson's out. Yes. Oh, yeah. Big, Big time. He time. is flipping the fuck out. Yeah. And the, while, meanwhile, the, the, the toys are dragging the dead body away to, to the evil pentagram light. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of his flipping out, the air duct opens <laughs> and out comes a girl. Yeah. Like, like a teenage girl crawls out. Uh-huh. And she's like just dirty enough that it's like it's kind of creepy as fuck because Am I the only one that's ever seen that that supposed real footage that's probably not real at all of like the girl that was living in the crawl space? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That's creepy as fuck. And I don't know if it's real. I don't like living up in the very top. Like the guy was like, I I don't know what's happening. Why is my food disappearing and Mm -hmm. put out a camera and caught this? Like, that's what this reminds me of, because she's just like, hi, I was living in the air ducts. And they're like the. Fuck! Like yeah, she first gives off, a no brief backstory. Like, like her family, her father beat her, and she yeah, she, she just she, it was better to live in the air ducts. She just starts monologuing. She yeah. is just like, "Hi, I'm Anne. I've been living in the air ducts. Who? My dad uses me as batting practice. Yeah. That was a couple days ago. The toys are alive. Yeah, and then she's just spouting all of this. Like and somehow she knows everything about the toys, even though it's kind of been established that this is the first time that they've come to life. Yeah, she mm-hmm. knows everything, but there's no reason for her to know. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But she's not even technically an orphan, so she doesn't even have that special power. Mm. No, they they she, hint she at demonstrates she, this not power. <laughs> she, they they hint at like she's hippie occultist maybe, but nah. Yeah. It's because she has braids and beads. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, she's just like the toys have come to life. We gotta get we gotta get out of here. What's your plan? You're a cop. What's your plan? I was watching you. I think I'm gonna follow you now. Mm-hmm. And there's and, like and Mark I, is just like I can't handle. I, cannot handle this we go, gotta just get leave the fuck now out. we gotta yeah. go and and like she <laughs> she's like i can't leave Lincoln. the cop actually slaps him yeah just to calm mm-hmm. she's like get Knock a hold of yourself <laughs> yeah. dude yeah but yeah she uh she's just like look i can't leave this guy he's my he's my prey yeah and they're like well what about other exits you've been here every night and they're like all chained up except for the main exit and there's only a button in the main security office that opens it and they're like She's like, great, you got to get there. And they're like, what do you mean you? Like, mm-hmm. where are you going to be? She's like, I got to stay here and watch it. And she is very much about like, I have to watch this guy. Yep. Not, it's my job. Not mm-hmm. fuck all bring him like, in. Even though she's she's now handcuffed him to a big uh, mm-hmm. rack. Yes. So it's not like he's going to drag that thing away. Mm-mm. But no, she has to watch she, him. She has to stay there. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, okay, well, we're going to crawl off to, to go to the exit. Now, there is an air vent on the wall that is like your standard air vent in yes. any house or any other place. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to climb in this. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they do, 
Yeah, I, like, boy. Like, okay, remember in Top Secret where the guy's like, I've been digging a tunnel? Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's just like, it's this little hole in the floor, and all of a sudden it's like, I, I think it's like the Lincoln Tunnel they cut to. Yes. It, that's basically what this air vent feels like, because like, what the fuck? It is suddenly a two-person... <laughs> comfort zone like they're, yeah they're almost <laughs> like there was one point where i think they almost crawl alongside of each other and like don't don't do that like, yep there was a point where they were a little bit later they were basically side by side yeah mm-hmm. brand it's, new squeaky clean air ducts yeah comfortably fits Wide two people say <laughs> brightly lit like i don't know where this light's coming from because yeah, none of it's in the warehouse it's better Everywhere. lit than the chicken place <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> the chicken restaurant is more poorly lit they should have this. opened a restaurant in these air vents <laughs> but it would be cleaner cleaner yes. yeah 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 so yeah, so they're you know they're crawling through the air vents and they get to a point where you just start hearing bicycle horns, and just and <laughs> This is never explained except for by her, and I feel like everything that came out of her mouth was bullshit except for maybe her backstory, because like yeah, there are almost Doctor Whoish villains on these mm-hmm. fucking tricycles. It's little kids in gas masks. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're just riding around honking mm-hmm. the tricycle horns, and then. Uh, eventually stop right below where they're watching them and, and just do that like you yeah know, like they're them. basically watchdogs yeah mm-hmm. but they're not sure. real but they're holograms or something yeah. <laughs> they're nothing they're they're not there yeah but and, they and, alert the other toys to their position yes and then suddenly the toys are just right there yeah. we've also like back in the room when they were all together we started hearing a voice there is like a a, a disembodied it's just a voice constant laughing just mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is a point where they're like the, the the hippie girl is like vent girl is like you know they're the toys are here they come to life and the cop is like no no and he's like you saw Jernowski like mm-hmm. that shit you saw it and she's like no i don't believe it i don't believe it and like knocks over the the spelling blocks all oh, right yeah. and then like they fall into <laughs> believe <laughs> and they're like see that shit and then like they start asking him questions and the blocks start animating like, what do you want Dead. dead you <laughs> you who do you want dead you when do we want it now, now. Yeah. yeah and also it possesses uh the bad guy oh, that's right for, for a, a minute yeah. With, yeah but only she sees it i believe yeah, i think it's after they've taken off yeah like, but it turns into it turns him into the first he speaks and says like are you we need your flesh we'll have your flesh blah mm-hmm. blah blah dead by dawn dead by dawn all bones. that shit and but then it turns into the little kid from her dream, mm-hmm. and that's when she believes everything's happening. And she's yeah. like, "What?" Yeah. And she also like collapses in a pile to what to which the bad guy, what Lincoln or whatever, wakes oh. up and is like, "The hell? What do you?" Yeah, yeah, because he he picks the lock while she gets sucked into the dollhouse. He mm-hmm. produces the tiniest knife from his boot and immediately breaks the lock on these handcuffs. Yes, these are the worst handcuffs. Yeah. In and, the history of handcuffs. And then, yeah, she wakes up and looks, get, hears a sound coming from, or her, she's being beckoned to the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. And then she just looks inside and then suddenly she's in the dollhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a good 10, 15 minute yeah. scene and of her in the dollhouse. It involves dollhouse. that back, the yeah. flashback that we talked about earlier. Right. And it's just her and the demon kid back and forth. And he's like, he's like, I could be anything. I could be yeah. this. And like becomes like standard typical zombie to which she's like no and then it's like <laughs> then she becomes like the, the dead body version of her of her boyfriend she's yeah. like what no except well, kind of also yeah, i love you me. she like beckons out to yeah. him she's like please help me and oh, it's like would you? but he's all you know pale and gunshot wound yeah. and you know and speaking like demon kids yeah still. yeah and it's it's latter-day american werewolf in Paris, but still she's like mad i love you yeah hug me and then she's like back to demon kids she's like no and, mm-hmm. and then we have that weird flashback for, like let me tell you the whole story yeah. mm-hmm. it's basically like 66 years ago i need a body mm-hmm. and you know what you're pregnant <laughs> i i want i want to be your baby yeah, yeah he mean, said he's gonna ride shotgun down the birth canal yeah mm-hmm. 
And well, after he does the nasty. He, they're going to do the nasty. nasty. And then ride shotgun on the birth canal. Right. And then... It's weird. They say, like, fuck so many times. I know. And it's like, we're going we're going to do the nasty. <laughs> He's a proper demon. Mm-hmm. He's respectful. He's a proper demon who <laughs> yes. says, we're going to do no, the nasty. He says, I'm going to do the nasty. And then ride shotgun on the birth canal. Yeah. Which, that's a pretty good song lyric. I'm just going to throw I'm that out I'm going to do there. the nasty and ride shotgun down the birth canal. <laughs> but... <laughs> Anyway, like that's that's the plan, and so she's just like no, and passes out again, and then wakes up, you know, back not, on not the in floor. The dollhouse yeah, anymore. and there's swinging handcuffs because he got away with his tiny yeah. knife. Yeah. Yes, he did. And and the kid also in the dream tells her, "Oh yeah, your friends in the air vent. Don't worry about them. They're fucked." Yeah, mm-hmm. which they kind of are because when the when the the demon toys come for them, mm-hmm. it's the baby oopsie daisy who stabs Mark in the leg. Mm-hmm. Which that doesn't really come up again ever. No, he no, he limps mildly for a brief for a period second. of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But then he walked it. He rubbed some dirt on it and he walked it off. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Vent yeah. girl gets shot by not TV robot in the elbow again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeming not like it looks like a nasty wound, but I thought it blew her arm off for half yeah. a second. I'm like, ooh, oh no, wait, that's just a squib. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they they make it into the security room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they fight the Barely. toys off, sort of. Yeah. Well, they they bug well, they, spray them. Well, he like kicks like after he's been stabbed in the leg, he's like stupid thing, stupid kicks, toy, yeah. kicks it away. Yeah. So like yeah. they escape the air vents, and then, yeah, and then he grabs the Chekhov's raid can and mm-hmm. turns it into the makeshift flamethrower, like you do, mm-hmm. and and melts baby Oopsie Daisy and mm-hmm. not TV robot. Right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, <laughs> glad that's done with. As and backs towards backs towards a window to which Jack in the Box monster pops out, goes through the window, gets her in the face. Mm-hmm. She loses he, control of fighting it yeah, because, to which, you know, arms stop working. You know, it's it's like it's got a good, uh, you know, jaw grip on her on her cheek because like he's trying to rip it off. And then finally eventually does, which looks pretty pain, like maybe painful. Mm-hmm. But then immediately it's just like, oh, OK, you. Yeah. <laughs> And he at least is able to fight this thing. He he does the smart thing, which is to grab its stupid little bendy arm and start bending it mm-hmm. to where it's going, ah, and then he just rips that thing out of the jack-in-a-box and flings it across the room. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he's like, fuck this shit. There's a shotgun in here. I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. And so the, he, like, t- gently tosses a trash can on this chain, which then just busts this lock right mm-hmm. open to where he can get the shotgun. And, you know, shotguns the, the jack-in-a-box thing to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but o- meanwhile, Oopsie she Daisy has come back. Yeah. <laughs> also, also the demon things have trashed all the controls. Oh, they destroyed every, the yeah. phone. And yeah. Not is... TV robot shot them yeah. before getting. Well, no, before I think before, yeah, before they even got there. They, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They, they came down and like the shit, the control control panel was yeah. they were prepared. Up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. But the uh, baby Oopsie Daisy just kind of drops into the room and then gets somehow gets right. Gets the drop on Anne mm-hmm. to her Oop. face. Yep. And stabs her in the eye with a nail. The nail repeatedly, her. yes, and that that's it. She's dead. So nice job, kid. No wait, wait to pop in, deliver exposition, and then immediately become fodder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So she's dead, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "Well, fuck, fucking fuck, fuck. We're yes. all it's all fucked." Yep. But he's got a shotgun and a bunch of shells, and he's like, "I'm just gonna get to my car now because we can't open the door through through the controls." So I don't know. Maybe I can ram it open. I don't know. Uh, on the way to the car, is this when he has the hallucination thing? Because he's he, yes. he has a long period of time of w- wandering through the boxes and he sees like 
he sees the the Doctor Who children rolling to him mm-hmm. on tricycles, and he's like, they're not real, and they disappear. And then he sees the centerfold lady come to life, and then he's just standing there like, yeah. And then the centerfold lady starts talking like the demon, mm-hmm. and then he's like, you're not real, man. And then it disappears. It morphs into uh, Vent Girl. Oh, yeah. 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 And he's torments, like, oh, yeah. man, man, come on. Why'd you have to do that? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to disrespect her with a joke later, but for right now, no. God, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, and he gets like two more steps and then Lincoln pops out mm-hmm. and it's just like, ha ha, I got the drop on you and yeah. now I have your gun. I needed a shotgun. And he's Here like, you came and you I brought me a shotgun. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to blow your face off because that's what I do. I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Voices yeah. in my head. Tell me to. So, yeah. yeah. And then he gets shot in the middle of the forehead. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Judith off screen who has wandered around a corner and mm-hmm. finally Must shot that guy. Must have heard the commotion. Yeah. But yes. Does not follow police issue. Aims for the middle of the forehead. Mm-hmm. Which also doesn't matter because he's demon possessed. Demon guy is still in there and mm-hmm. he's still talking and this pisses Mark off even more who shoots the demon in the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Shut the hell up, Point, Blam. point blank rage with a shotgun. <laughs> you think you're going to get a head explode. Like, like not even like the sh- like the top of his collarbone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, don't they end up wrestling with him and then just knocking his no, head no, off? He's just no, like, he he's, just gets pissed off enough that this guy isn't dead. That mm-hmm. he, he hits him back. with the butt of the shotgun okay. and knocks his head off. Yeah. All right. yep. Decapitates him. Yeah. They should have just shotgun exploding head. Yeah. I guess that would have been too difficult, but. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But then they're just trying to make their way through, I guess. From here, they're just like, we got to get out of here. We got to get to the car. Mm-hmm. And that's when like all of the toys start coming to life, like all over the place. Yeah. And so this is just gun face city where they're just, they're just shooting all the toys blazing away, just unloading ammo into everything possible. Mm-hmm. And then the, the teddy bear becomes a real life bear mm-hmm. man and is yes. just a full grown thing. Yeah. Man, bear pig. Yeah. And it just starts chasing her. Yeah, well, it takes Mark and just chucks him into boxes. Yes. Mark gets chucked into a lot of boxes. <laughs> yes, he does. A lot Thank- of the time. Thankfully, all the boxes are empty. Yeah. It's just, this is a warehouse stacked with <laughs> fully constructed boxes for no reason. Yeah. But God, Mark is like the most ineff- ineffective yeah. hero in a movie yeah. in a while. Because anytime anything gets near him, he just gets chucked into boxes. Mm-hmm. Well, he's panicky. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. But it, so giant teddy bear thing chases her into a room and mm-hmm. she's able to shut the door and it's tearing the door down, and she's like, "I'll just turn this gun on myself because yes. if and I if I'm not alive to birth a kid or yeah, she, do I, the nasty, I think she thinks Mark's dead and is like, I'm all that's left. Yeah. stopping this demon thing. Yeah, from she, coming has, into the she world. has a brief flashback to the kids playing the game, and mm-hmm. they go and war, and you lose. Yeah, and, and she's like, Well, I guess I lose. Yeah, so and because what's happened, but yeah, yeah. But, but suddenly a little toy soldier opens the door for her in the back. Yeah, we and saw it which sort we of have seen her. briefly we, in a scene anime, where, yeah. yeah, where where the evil kid is doing like the seance on sitting top of in the, the pentagram, pentagram thing with candles and summoning shit. stuff. Yeah, and this little toy came to life and kind of ran away from him. Mm-hmm. Which, it's all stop motion, and it's not bad for stop motion. Yeah, I, I like stop motion because it gives just that little bit of creepiness mm-hmm. to a thing that because the motion is so unnatural, mm-hmm. but still kind of smooth. Like it's, it's it's surprisingly smooth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, they did a really good job on the stop motion on this. Kid. Somebody really gave a shit about it because mm-hmm. they tried to do Weird. some stop motion with the oopsie daisy 
thing at one point and it just looked like sped up nonsense it was just like yeah. blah. <laughs> well and that thing too like the oopsie daisy had some pretty good like puppet yes facial animation stuff i mean there's it only had like three or four expressions yeah but they did a really good job of making those expressions look good yeah mm-hmm. and the teddy bear was just a straight up hand puppet with a yeah. little bit of lip curl but it was just it was literally just a hand just oh, rah, yeah. rah. and they didn't even give it a voice it's just this <laughs> weird dumb voice so yeah yeah but so they, they, anyway this little toy soldier has come to life and it's opened the door for her mm-hmm. and just does the come on mm-hmm. doesn't say anything but just waves yeah, and yeah. she's like she's like well, well, I, tr- I sure. trust this toy yeah it's this toy is probably cool <laughs> yeah problem is he basically leads her right to the room where the demon guy is doesn't he yeah like i thought it was it was weird because i thought it was like a plant they were like well send in the cute toy she'll mm-hmm. follow that's what it. i figured too but no not by the end of the movie but yeah she basically like goes she, she just in... gets caught by the demon thing well she okay. does, i mean it leads her right into the pentagram room like the room where she needs to get strapped Close down and it, all this yeah. shit has to happen yeah because like she goes in and and kid little kid demon is like hey here i am mm-hmm. or i it probably took some other form but freak her out she falls down and he's like ah, let me get comfortable here and turns yeah. to i guess what is supposed to be his actual form which is just yeah because it's no longer guy dubbing over a bunch of things it's the guy who's doing the voice right so yeah. and it's like tall dude kind of looks like judge reinhold with demon face you mm-hmm. know like buffy yeah. the vampire slayer style demon face yeah things but real Horns. good teeth like he's got oh, he's yeah. got a good demon dentist. Yeah. DDS. <laughs> That's a DDDS. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is just a whole bunch of uh, now I'm going to do the nasty on you and here I come and I'm going to lick your face. <laughs> he's he's creepy as fuck, yeah. but also like I'm properly mounting you now and mm-hmm. here I am. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he, like <laughs> He's he the dude who has to announce everything yes. he's doing. <laughs> yes, he's narrating everything he's doing. I mean, this he, is when we do missionary. <laughs> he straps her down to the pentagram, which is you know creepy yeah. and all that, and it does like kind of get weird, scratchy with his evil fingernails. He but, does, yeah, you know. But we see like yeah. it, while this is happening, Marcus woke up. Like he's not dead. He yeah. just was you know fell down some boxes, yep. and he made yeah. it to the to his chicken station wagon, mm-hmm. and he's. But like, also, right. the the bear has also made its way to the, well, the chicken station. No, he, no, no he he's getting moment. in, and he he's getting into the chicken station wagon, and he hears her screaming. Oh, that's right. And, and this like, is the point where Mark's like, eh, "What kind of dude am I? Yeah, mm-hmm. am I the dude that just gets the fuck out and chicken out? Is, yeah, yeah, and is good with it, or am I the dude that actually helps the lady stop a demon from being born? He should have been the first dude. Mm, but then the demon gets born. Well, yeah. no, because. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, it, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. It actually would not have mattered. He just which gets way injured went, further but... because the bear right. just uh, yeah, shows up. He comes and... back with a shotgun and he's like, hey, man, let her go. Game's over. Well, before that, he has to fight. The, the bear is trying to murder him in the. Well, no, the bear car. chases him back to the car. Back to the car? Yeah, that's like, what happens. Okay. Is he, he gets the, the bear comes out and attacks him okay. and knocks the shotgun away and he's like, well, fuck. So then he runs back to the car. Okay. And he's like, all right, I couldn't save her. So now it's time <laughs> to get the fuck out. Right. I got to be my, my my best Mark self yeah. and just get the fuck out. And it takes forever to get the car started. Mm-hmm. And the thing well, is, he just... floods the engine. I'm sorry, oh, but he a... cranks that thing like yeah. 30 times and is, you know, flooring it and it's not working. But, yep. you know, as the bear smashes the windshield out, that's when he's able to crank it up. Mm-hmm. And then he backs up into some pallets. And yeah, then he... he flings the bear forward, backs up and, and does the whatever i don't mm-hmm. know catchphrase and yeah. runs the bear into a wall yes yeah 
And then he... Uh, he shotguns the gas tank. Yeah. Which doesn't make the car blow up. It just makes the gas come out. Mm-hmm. Like it actually probably should, unless you have incendiary rounds. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and then still has his magic lighter from the improvised Chekhov's raid and yeah. throws it into the, you know, blows up the bear in the car. And he blew up the bear with a... Stay chicken station wagon and didn't walk away and say extra crispy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They had repeated Missed that opportunity. They had repeated that line at least twice asking about if they wanted yeah, chunky the demon or esque. Ask him if he yeah. wants to die chunky or ask extra crispy. Yeah. How he didn't walk away and say anything about that because he's asked at one. Judith asks him at one point what happened to the street urchin kid. And he actually says she got nailed back in the security office. Which I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. You just were defending her 45 seconds ago, and now she's a fucking joke, which is fine. I don't care. But it's like, if you've got it in you, if you got, if you have it in you to do that to one of your allies, then you fucking roasted this bear. You work for the chicken station or whatever the fuck it is. You walk away and you say, extra crispy. And then the thing blows up. That's what you do. I I figure he was just (laughs) coping with gallows humor, Chuck. Mm. Okay, fine. He says it so nonchalantly, too. He's just like, she got nailed back in the security office. I'm like, really? Dude. It's really great. Bear to extra crispy. I was expecting him to deliver that line, the extra crispy line, just a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Like he was going to walk back and they're going to have a conversation. Like, how'd you you defeat the bear? Extra crispy. crispy. And she'd be like, what? Fucking cool. And she'd be like, yeah, you're the fucking chicken man. No, I I destroyed my car and burned it up. And that's why I was going to say extra crispy, but there was no one here to hear it. He's in 12 pieces. <laughs> get a bucket. Yeah, they're gonna get a bucket. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so the bear's dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Whatever. Meanwhile, she <laughs> is about to have some unpleasantness with the devil, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> There's rarely any pleasantness with the devil. Yeah, but the, the devil's going down to Judith. <laughs> this is when this is when little toy soldier shows back up. Yeah, and devil is you know. Like, he reacts you. like if the kid comes in the room while you're uh, getting yeah. it on with your lady. You're like, hey, Go to what, bed. Are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> we were doing sit-ups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this thing takes his little toy gun and shoots the demon thing in the leg. I or, know he shot him in the eye. In the, mm. That's right. He shoots out yeah. in the face. And he's yeah. like, ah, I You'll can't shoot finish when you shoot me in the eye. Yeah. And <laughs> then then, the, kid, then the, the, the demon, or not the demon, the 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 toy soldier morphs into the other kid from the dream. Mm-hmm. And then it's still wearing the toy soldier costume. Yeah, still wearing the costume. Also, while it was a little toy soldier form, it like used its little sword and cut one of her restraints. Yeah. Yes. Just because yes. it was like, it had more stop it motion. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, she and, freed herself from the rest of it and cowered in a corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when it morphed into little boy, still in the toy soldier thing, the, the he had the sword in the hand because it, it got larger too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but then so of course the demon morphs into the little kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're like, "Come on, let's yeah. fight!" Yeah, <laughs> and it's like nerd fight. Yeah, it be, it just becomes two kids fighting each other. That's the finale of this movie: is two little kids fighting each other yeah. and not fighting. They're just rolling around in some boxes mm-hmm. until like the little soldier kid kind of pushes the other one back. To yeah. which I guess she was. Sta- they don't film it well, but she no. st- apparently was standing there holding the sword. Yeah, and so it basically half her stab it half it backed into the sword mm-hmm. and then turns back in full size demon because I guess you don't want to see a st- sword sticking out of a little kid demon nah. eh. and it's like oh depends toy soldier sword my one weakness mm-hmm. and yeah the he falls demon, over and vanishes demon just electrics out of there mm-hmm. 
And then she's like, thanks, Toy Soldier Who Boy. Who are you? And the Toy Soldier, I'm the ghost of your future of son. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? That I'm not keeping you. Your future son will have died at the age of five in a toy soldier costume <laughs> in a nutcracker play. Wouldn't and that I've be gone sweet? Back in time from yeah. to save you yeah. and going she asked, forward. She's like, well, and after he said, I am your ghost son of, from the future, mm-hmm. she's like, well, what's your name? And he's like, bitch, you haven't given if me I tell one. you the name... That means you always wonder if mm-hmm. it was the name that you were going to give me yep. or if it was actually my name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if I inceptioned the name into you by doing this. And he's like, no, I don't have a name. You didn't name me yet. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. there's a reason for that kid. And and then the kid's like, well, peace it. out. Yeah. And he's like, I, di- I just couldn't. <laughs> he says, I just I I'm just a couldn't. spirit, too. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't live with myself if I grew up and turned evil. Or something, to, something that you wouldn't effect. lived at all, kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's basically like I couldn't let myself be born evil. Yeah, I something think that's like what that. he said. It's fucked up. Uh, yeah. yeah, but the all dumbest. he had to say is like that demon was gonna eat my soul. Yeah, and I couldn't have that. Yeah, but he warps out of there. I and got then, soul, but I'm not a toy soldier. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Episode titled Palooza here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mark shows up and is just like, who the hell were you talking to? And Judith's like, yeah. My son. And he's like, he helped me. Uh-huh, your brain is extra crispy. Yeah. <laughs> and and he is morphed back into the toy soldier, and then he kind of like slides away from her. Yeah, it looks like he's like actually like going to do like the, you know, you're dismissed, like back up and spin thing, yeah. but he yeah. just backs up two steps and goes away. Mm-hmm. So does that mean she's not pregnant now? No, she is. Her her future child has gone back to... In... I don't know. And she'll have a heartwarming story to tell him but man, someday. She, she picks up that thing and just kind of looks at it like, well, I do I have to get this thing inside me now? I mean, like, what? how is this... What the fuck? I mean, everything that's happened to me this far, <laughs> I don't know. I think but the toys luckily, are just the toys, Chuck. They they were being possessed by good and evil. You think evil the toys spirits. were being possessed? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I think there were actual toys possessed by things. Mm. All right. And so at the end, it was just a little wooden toy soldier or whatever. Okay. Well, thankfully, it just fucking ends. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yes. She's like, "All right, I guess we live." Yeah. Mm-hmm. The end. Mm-hmm. Credits. Right. So let's rate it, man. First off, yeah, we should really. Yeah. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one was well earned. Yeah. Official Ensign Award to Mark. Congratulations, like, Mark. Well, nice well played, job. Mark. Good job. You like, were... I, I know at least Harlow was getting giddy at the same time I was. When he was started losing his shit, we were both like, Ensign. You guys just giggled. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Please keep escalating this. Yes. And man, he did, too. Mm-hmm. He was not having it. He was not having any of it. Oh, and the yeah. slap just cinched it. It was like, well, yeah, anytime that somebody needs to be a, get slapped to calm them down <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of fire them up. Yeah. Instant award, I'm pretty yes. sure. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless there's just one of those, like, why? It was barely, like, just a, a comedic slap. Yeah, where, like, why'd for, you do that? Yeah. <laughs> no, Mark, he fully accepted it. Uh, oh, he's, he's like, like yeah. all right, man. Yeah. yeah. That was a good I slap. I was kind of losing my shit back there. Yeah. That was a good yeah. hit. Yeah. Good hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Stargrove, nope. Mm-hmm. Standard, fair. Richard Band. Bullshit. Richard yeah, it Band. It was Richard Band, but mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Dick Band. That polka music and Joker. was pretty good. Yes. And, and of course, Joker. There but were four none of, Joker songs credited in the end. I don't know when they were on the soundtrack because. I think they were playing them all at the same time in his car. <laughs> That's why he couldn't hear anything. Yep. Okay. David Escoyer just can't escape the Joker. <laughs> yep. 
But yeah. ratings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's got one? I'm going to go one jocks. Okay. I, I can only barely like I actually, you know what? I'm going two jocks. <laughs> okay. I, I was going to say I can barely recommend it, but like Mark is so much fun in this movie mm-hmm. that he earns it enough. And there's enough dumb fun things like, or, you know, him just randomly throwing aside that she's got, she got nailed and just all the, mm. and, and just like this weird relationship that he and the security guard have it. There's just there's there's some fun stuff here, but man, some of those scenes, like as far as like a horror movie or tension or anything, there is none of that nope. whatsoever. It is completely ineffective in any of those phases. But yeah. there's there's just so many dumb things that they added up to two jocks for me. Okay. Yeah, I was actually I was gonna say the same thing. Like, I mean, this movie is the very definition of a one jocks movie if you remove Mark. But Mark is a an extra jocks worthy performance mm. because like there's enough dumb other stuff like if, if Trinowski or whatever and random vent hippie girl showed up like, yeah, maybe. And there's enough interesting practical effects, but Mark just elevates it to a whole other level. Mm-hmm. I don't completely get him because it's a weird like from the moment he's introduced to where he ends up is kind of funny i mean it's <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense because he's just that too cool for school guy at the shitty chicken place and then like the second anything goes down it's just like well i'm not staying here with you and oh oh no <laughs> you know just like mm-hmm. he didn't even want to be left alone in the office like you know i'm gonna go with you to hear the spooky sound and i i don't know just mark's mark's great and mark is great yeah i don't know there's just the rest of the movie is mm-hmm. maybe recommend yeah. Okay. Mark's good though. Okay. Uh I gotta go the other way. I gotta give this a bag. It um I like Mark. I do. Like I said when this movie was ending, super cut of this movie, but only featuring Mark. That's not a good sign for a horror movie called Demonic Toys. The demonic toys are in this movie for maybe six minutes. Maybe a little bit more than that, mm. but it's it's a long time coming and you get a brief glimpse of a glimpse of them. And then it's a long time of, of a lot of nothing. It's just, the thing that frustrates me about this is like, you look at the empire picture stuff and it's all this mental. It's the same mentality as this full moon stuff, but it had a little extra budget and they could really go for it with stuff. And so you get to the early full moon stuff and it's like, they've got ideas, but you can clearly see them spinning their wheels like, how do we make this a feature-length movie? Add a fuck-ton of padding and just wandering and babbling and here's an extra character who doesn't mean anything. And it's... For what it is supposed to be and what it is promising to be, it's not that. It doesn't deliver on that very well at all. I, It's just, it's just not that. Mm-hmm. And so... I do like Mark, but I can't say, man, you got to watch Demonic Toys because there's this guy in it named Mark and he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but he is. So I, I just I can't. If th- if this was just some movie, some rando, just mild action movie or something, maybe. But for a horror movie, it is it is bland. Yeah. So. I'm going to have to agree with you, Chuck. Hey, Uh Mark is the thing that saves this from being a two to three bags movie. Um, I I like the toys, but 
when the toys aren't on screen and when Mark isn't doing something on screen, it's boring. It's just, I would have turned it off if I was trying to watch this at home. Mm -hmm. I'd have turned it off like five or ten minutes in because there's nothing compelling about it. Um, And that, just that slog through the warehouse before everything gets going with uh, with what's her name. Just that does take forever. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. Just fucking get on with it. Like make it a sixty minute movie if you have to. Just keep up the pace. Yeah. Or do some more fun stuff with the toys. You know, there were one, two, there are like four, six m- people oh, total actors. You mean? Yeah, yeah, six actors. You. Could have padded that out or made something, you know, made some of their deaths more interesting or, you know, split up Mark and Creepy Girl and, you know, made her death something that was more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Just all the pieces are there. It's yeah. just they just didn't have what it needed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they saved money on some of the things because they're literally just hand puppets. So it's not that big of a budget yeah. thing, but. And, and like, and I, they blew up that station wagon. They did, yeah. and chicken on top yeah. of it. Yeah, that was a shame, really. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, there are some good pieces there. It's yeah. just there, there are way too many bland beige pieces and not enough sparkly pieces. I, I do want to say, like, of the other Full Moon movies we watched recently, uh, Trancers and, and Dollman, um, all three of these were, were on Blu-ray. And this is the best looking of them. The other two yeah. looked rough. This one looked pretty good, except for like some weird, like heat warping on the yeah. film at times. Like the film would just start warping, and you're like, "Is something extraworldly happening happening mm-hmm. here?" Oh no, the print is just fucked up. But yeah. this looked pretty good. So yeah, at least not all full moon movies have rotted away in some vault somewhere. At least a couple of them have been kept in good shape. So just wish it was better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Okay. All right, welcome back. Hey, 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 hey. hey Bamcast. Mm-hmm. Second half. It is. Half number two. Out of two halves that we do. <laughs> yes. All those things. Uh-huh. This uh, is the one where we talk about movies. We do sometimes, yeah. 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 And sometimes television programs. Uh-huh. Cool. So I have um, kind of a follow-up to a movie Chuck very briefly talked about because he didn't finish it. Oh. I watched Chips. Oh, dear. 2017 movie. Okay. Um, Chips. Crisps, as they say in England. It is. Uh, <laughs> I finished the entire movie. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, it's the thing I like to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say there were several bits of that movie that made me laugh very hard. The problem with the movie overall is it has a very inconsistent tone. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> like, it's like really well done action at one moment, like from moment to moment sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then something that's bordering on dramatic and then something that's just like ludicrously lewd humor stuff. Yeah. But like shifting tone aside there, I, I can't lie. There were some things that really made me laugh in that movie. Okay. Um, and I, some of the action scenes were really well filmed, like mm. better than they should have been filmed. Um, 
Maybe it should have been front loaded with those because yeah, I just got to a point where I was like, man, this movie's got nothing, nothing for me. Okay, yeah, I mean, I I just finished it. I mean, it's a it's a passable movie. Like I said, it's it's better at parts than it should be and funnier sometimes than it should be. But yeah, just over overall, it's that kind of B tier comedy that take or leave if you're bored. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not the like thing I'd say like watch it on FX because no. Yeah, it's no, not that kind of movie. No, um, but no, it's. I don't think it's as good as either Jump Street movie. But Mm-mm. yeah, those are pretty darn good. They are. They're, they're. Those are way better than they should be. Um, but yeah, it's it's passable. I yeah. Yeah, I just like, thought, like you were saying, tonally and structurally, it was just like, what the yeah. hell is yeah, this? Yeah, it's it, it is it is very weird how it shifts from from scene to scene. So, and I I got to thinking about that a little bit more, and I wonder if that like how people now are reacting to that movie is like how critics reacted to movies like Dragnet when they came out. Cause mm-hmm. like when Drag- Dragnet came out, I-, I love Dragnet. That movie's fucking hilarious. Right. But every review I've ever read for Dragnet is just like, man, this is d- average garbage. And I never understood that. So I, I don't know if it's adulthood. I don't know, you know, cause like I didn't have any affection for the Dragnet TV show. Right. Which was, actually a comedy that nobody realized yes exactly <laughs> it's like the most dry comedy ever <laughs> written but people are like no it's serious yeah no, it's like not. is it i don't know it's not anywho yeah but yeah i yeah i mean i watched chips a lot as a kid it uh, this shit doesn't offend me like i don't care if you want to remake or twist or whatever i oh i was in no way offended by no it. i mean like i love the a-team growing up i like the a-team movie i don't care mm-hmm. like i can have separation i don't give a shit they're they're different properties Whatever you're, you're not going to get like the original team back together. I'm not a delusional person. Like I don't, I know they're never going to make Firefly with the original cast again. It's number one. They're it's twenty fucking years later almost. Yeah, you know, it's like it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. If they want to reboot it, make something else in the universe. I don't give a shit. Fine, do it. <laughs> Great, take whatever. Yeah, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Your life does not hinge on it. So, mm. I whatever I. I kind of enjoyed it. It's it's a passable movie. That's all. Okay. I have two documentaries to talk about. Documentaries? Yep. But they are relevant to our interests. Okay. What are they? Uh, the first one is the HBO documentary, The Defiant Ones, hmm. which is uh, basically a documentary about the creation of Beats headphones, <laughs> but with three and a half hours of really good music documentary squeezed between mm-hmm. the Beats bullshit. Like there, if out of out of four hours, there is three and a half hours of really fantastic music music documentary stuff. Was that one financed by Apple? I don't. Wasn't know. there a different one that was? I'm not sure. Okay. It it sure as hell feels like it, especially the last thirty minutes of the last hour, because it just leans heavily into beats all the time. It's just beats, 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 everything, and you're just like, man, I could turn this off right now. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. about this I, I have no hates hate for the hardware mm-hmm. like i'm not one of these people's like, overpriced fucking i just i don't care i just mm-hmm. i don't because they are so expensive i don't have any therefore i have no opinion on them if people like them great i don't care but it just it leans so hard into commercial at the end of this thing it was just like man you were so good documentary mm-hmm. you were really good and then you veered into bullshit but man just all of the dr dre and and jimmy iveen stuff that they show along the way is just it's a it's a it's amazing the footage they have. It's amazing the stories that are told. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the way this documentary was shaped, but the Jimmy Iovine story 
is the most classic story of a dude falling upwards that I have ever heard in my entire life. He's just like, he's a lowly engineer or he's just a lowly assistant at a record studio. And like a guy didn't come in one day on Easter Sunday. He got called in and in the studio was John Lennon and John Lennon took a liking to him. So he got promoted. And then a couple years go by and it's like some engineer didn't come in. So they call him and who's in the studio, Bruce Springsteen. Yep. And it's just this constant like upward climb. I'm not saying he's not talented or any, anything, but the way he just like bounces back from everything that is even mentioned that went wrong he's is very much a right place, right time. Guy. Exactly. Yes. And it keeps happening. Like he, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's been, he was around for some goddamn classics. Yes. Stuff. Like it, he, they talk about like, and his first, production thing was he did that Foghat album with slow ride and he got fired and then he fell into this massive project and ended up he fell into the tom petty album and then started dating stevie nicks and i'm like man this fucker is just a everything he does he just like lands in a fucking rainbow i mean it's just like (laughs) and it's like and then he broke up with stevie nicks and then this playboy model showed up and they got married and it was just like what in the fuck it's just (laughs) like dude you got all of the good luck like all of the all of the breaks that all of us have ever wished we could just have Mm -hmm. just to be in the right place at the right time for anything this fucker monopolized all of them so (laughs) what is the documentary about it's Okay, it's bookended by the Beats bullshit, but okay. it's it's just a parallel documentary about the rise of Dr. Dre and the rise of Jimmy Iovine. It's just it's okay. just looked at both their careers, and it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. It skips a bunch of stuff in the two thousands, like it gets to Dre not doing his uh his one album that he tried to do for like ten years and and never did, um, which they mentioned a hundred times and not. You say he never did it? Yeah. Like, oh, detox. I mean, oh, okay. I was gonna yeah. say like Compton was like the first album. In a yeah. No, it, it's it's covering him like okay. ditching detox and all that stuff. Gotcha. But it's just like there's so much covering of like artists that he would discover and work with and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But when he gets to the 2000s, it's just like yeah, and then this guy, and then this one, and then whatever 2000s beats time. So that seemed a little. So they're just like, yeah, he he discovered Fifty Cent, but who cares? Yeah, they type thing. They blow through the Fifty Cent segment it's, so fast. That's crazy. Yeah, like Eminem is the last one who gets like any considerable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Fifty Cent is just like, yeah, he found that guy. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, Kendrick <laughs> Lamar, you probably heard of him. He's whatever. He, he's in it for thirty seconds. You know, yeah. it's just they just they go right through there. But all of the NWA stuff is great. There's so much footage of them recording and doing stuff and. They they get very close to telling some, st- some stories they should not tell. Like mm. he will he will straight up say on cameras like I'm not answering that a question on camera, man. Um, yeah, so it's it's a really solid documentary. It, you know HBO they always do good things. Mm-hmm. And, well, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm dovetail. I forgot about something else I watched. Yeah, um, I watched the tour to pharmacy while we're talking about HBO shit. The, okay, oh, yeah. so that that other thing from the Seven Days in Hell right collective yes. if you will yes so it's a little weird because they're allowed to do these things and like brand them hbo sports and everything like yeah. other than when you start to see the cast and everything it looks like a real hbo sports documentary deal mm-hmm. the cast for this one is even more insane than the other one was yeah like that's the only reason i really want to bring it up is just for the banff castness of the whole thing mm-hmm. because i mean obviously uh you know, Andy Samberg's in it and all that, but like it's 
it's him and like Orlando Bloom. I say we're like the two main people, but like there's John Cena, Jeff Goldblum, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> oh, f- I mean, I just I can't even fucking remember everybody that shows up in this damn thing. It's only like 45 minutes, mm-hmm. not really a movie or anything. If you were in for the seven days in hell joke, you'll probably like this one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ludicrous and funny and there's a, there's the running joke that they kind of spoiled in the previews that as it plays out in the documentary is, is kind of funny how it keeps stepping up a notch where you've got Lance Armstrong doing the interview as himself, but all in darkness and mm-hmm. with the, you know, the discord of wars, you know, <laughs> and then like more light just keeps coming onto him until he's completely and totally visible, <laughs> but still with the stupid, you know, modulated voice thing. Hmm. Like at first it's like, Oh, hold on guys. I got a text. And so he like lights himself <laughs> up with his phone. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. It's, pretty good yeah it's it's a dumb joke that just keeps getting funnier throughout the whole thing but hmm. it's it's crazy you know like these are these are the kind of like simple but high concept comedy things sort of like casa de mi padre mm-hmm. that i kind of enjoy from time to time where it's like i don't know we just had this wacky idea and somehow we got a shitload of our friends together to do this so let's go yeah like did you ever watch the super serious will ferrell lifetime movie no, he, no, he I Christian never. Wig I never did. No, no, I, I, I forgot to what watch was that. that. Deadly adoption. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I did watch the um, whatever the the, oh, the miniseries. Yeah, thing the miniseries thing. Yeah. yeah, like that shit. Like, I don't know. I just I appreciate the fact that they're doing this and bringing all of their cast of characters along. So yeah, yeah, it's it's worth a watch. It's only like forty five minutes, and it goes weird places. Hmm. By the so, way, uh. Just spinning back to the Defiant Ones for a second. Uh, Shook Knight is fucking insane. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. Like, what? Like, there were so many times where Dre was just like, I got to get away from Shook Knight. <laughs> this needs to end. We have to break this partnership. What's happening? <laughs> this, mm-hmm. this is bad. Like, they show the whole, like, you know, the, the award show where he just goes up on stage in New York and is just like, fuck the East Coast. And it's just like, man, we're surprised no one died that night because <laughs> everyone should have been shot. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's um, yeah. Suge Knight lived like he was in prison. Uh, yeah, L- like that. He always had to prove that he was the toughest guy in the yard. It's all like his entire life. It's it's so funny when Jimmy Iovine comes into the when the two stories merge, like when Interscope Records comes mm-hmm. in for Death Row, and that's how the stories finally yeah. come together. He's he can, he comes to a conclusion about these guys. He's like, these guys have it all but they're living like they're scrapping on the street. There's no reason to be living like this guys. You mm-hmm. won. You're, you're so ahead of the game. You have everything. What are you guys doing? He's like, so inc- he just, he doesn't understand. He's just yeah. completely incredulous. He's like, guys, you have everything you want. And then some, you will never want again. What is all this gangster bullshit? So, Great to keep it real. Yeah. Well, whatever. Great documentary. Mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic. So that spun off a need to watch another music documentary, which is uh, something that I had had on the DVR for a while. Um, All Things Must Pass, which is the Tower Records story, like the rise and fall oh. of the corporation of Tower Records. So you, you go into this documentary and you're like, well, obviously the music industry collapsing is what killed Tower Records. Not entirely. There's it's a fascinating story of this corporation that was run basically like a a mom and pop store for the longest time. And 
like all the executives of that company were all best friends who all started at this one record store for years and years and years and years. And like this guy just kept hiring people, didn't care if they were professional or not, as long as they, you know, didn't like puke on the customers or whatever, just Mm -hmm. like whatever gets you through the day, man, just whatever you need to do. And they tracked down so many people who used to just work in a tower records and they are all just on the verge of tears talking about how it, it was the worst thing ever when this company went out of business. And for me, this was like reliving my time that I spent in a, a video store when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It was that same kind of environment. It was that same kind of like we're off the clock, but we're just going to hang in the video store all night and order pizza and just rearrange everything for the hell of it. I mean, it was just, it was that kind of thing. It, it's a, it's a really strong documentary and it is just fucking tragic the way things go down for that company. It's, it's like the things that happen are, are yeah, it's the music industry falling apart, but also just like two or three dumb things in a row that just obliterate that company. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my wife still talks about working in a music store. Yeah. You know, from in high school and college and I'm and I, that's one of those things I, I missed out on, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I should have done that. I should have had that job at some point in my life. And it's like, now that, you know, obviously not, not even that I couldn't support myself live, working in a record store, obviously, but that, that is not a thing anymore. Yeah. You know, just like working in a video store. It's not, not a job anyone will ever have no, again. No, <laughs> it's not. It's funny because like when I was in high school and college, I had two jobs. I worked in a video store and I worked in Publix supermarket mm-hmm. The and, best supermarket. Yeah. And I was on a path to like become a Publix employee for life. Mm-hmm. Like it was just going to happen. And I chose to quit Publix to keep working in the video store. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the first time my life went wrong was this verge, this swerve of like career or now nah, fuck it, make no money and just hang mm-hmm. out with my buds all day. <laughs> Chuck, so, you'd have made a delightful Publix general manager. I would have been fucking horrible. No. I, no, I saw the way my general man, my managers were and they were, they were there 16 hours a day and fucking haggard all the time and yeah. cranky and I was just like, but you're I a don't sweet want man. that. Yeah, I turned out all right. I, I worked in a video store that went bankrupt. I worked in a grocery store briefly until one day as I was bagging groceries and taking them out to people's cars for nickels or whatever the hell the old ladies <laughs> want to give you. Yeah. Um, where it was 90 goddamn degrees. Mm-hmm. And my manager yelled at me for going to get water too often. And I was like, hey, guess what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> it's got, 90 goddamn degrees out there. Yeah. I got written up uh, working at a Publix because my friend and I we were like, we need to go get carts. Mm-hmm. And so we just went into the neighborhood behind Publix and just wandered around and found like three carts out there. And we came back and he's like, where the fuck you guys been? You've been gone for like an hour. We're like, we were getting carts, we man. Carts. He's We'd like, su- there's only three. You only brought three carts back. And we're like, well. You, you never we- would have got these back. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't been for us. Yeah, th- this is worth at least what you're paying us for t- for two hours of work. This is, this is way well, more those money. those carts are like. $200 a piece yeah, or something. Yeah, They're like, yeah. we're actually saving you money. He's right, like, yeah. it was a madhouse here. <laughs> <laughs> we had, every aisle was open. Every register. And we kept calling and neither of you would come. We and only like, had paper. <laughs> Nobody wanted paper. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, sorry, man. And then, you know, and then he, like, he actually had to sit down with me. He's like, you know. We need to talk about your future. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, this is... you do you really want to jeopardize this job? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to college in like three months. Yeah. 
And he's like, well, I mean, and he's like, well, but you know, you need to take this stuff more seriously. It's like, why? So I can work in fucking Publix the rest of my life. Yeah, I got that speech. Don't insult Chuck's potential career. No, no, I would get those speeches too, and just be like, dude, what are you telling me, man? (laughs) Man, managers at grocery stores, especially like general managers, are usually fine. Yeah, but anybody, oh, the day to day middle management, like any of the shift managers or cashier managers, they're all just fucking little napoleons yeah. every fucking one of them like you need to go out and get carts like we had one i don't work in that department <laughs> you need to get fucked uh, <laughs> we had one who was cool but he was like he would try to be friends with us but he was oh, like yeah. too old to be friends with teenagers yeah. but he'd be like it, but he'd like it always was would relate to the company or something he'd be like man you see those new rotisserie chickens they got back there it's like half a fucking bird man <laughs> so you get that for lunch you're set for the day. And we're like, yeah, that's cool, Mr. McDermott. That's awesome. I'll, I'll consider that next time. They, yeah. I, I, I'm 37 I years old, but call me Larry. Yeah. yeah. Call me Larry. All right, Larry. What the fuck do you want me to do tonight? I've very nearly okay, Larry. got punched by a manager at one point. Holy because, shit. Yeah, he... Man, so <laughs> he he was telling me to do some shit, and I was just like, I'm 17. You can't have me work that much. <laughs> and he was like, listen, who's the manager of this store? And I named the actual general manager, <laughs> not him. He was looking for his name as an answer, and I gave the other. And he was like, you get out of here right now. <laughs> Your shift is done. Do not come back. I don't uh, want to see you. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> God, I... I'm going to play video games. <laughs> I miss being a kid where, like, just no consequences. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you fire me from Publix. Who fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. I'll go, it's not like I'll, I'm going to put it on my resume. Yeah, yeah I'll, no. go to a, I'll go to another Publix. Yeah. It's probably closer to my house anyway. We did some shit when I worked at Winn-Dixie. Because <laughs> Winn-Dixie, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because of Winn-Dixie. Yeah, because it's Winn-Dixie. <laughs> like, I worked uh, somehow... Like, I worked really hard for the first, like I do with all jobs, worked really hard for the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're like, oh, you're a hard worker and a good employee. We're going to put you on the on the dairy section because that needs a lot of help back there. And I worked really hard for two weeks and then fucked off for the next 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd have egg throwing competitions <laughs> oh, man. in the stock room. Yeah. Because Winn-Dixie, like, it's not like Publix. You get in trouble for shit like that at Publix. At Winn-Dixie, there's nobody around, usually, to get you in trouble for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, you're, like, 15, so it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. I'll save it for our grocery store memories podcast, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. um, a lot of weird shit went down in that Winn-Dixie. My favorite was always just grabbing a tube of uh, cookie dough. Yep. And just, like, smacking on something. Be like, oh, man, it's, it's waste. Yep. You better take it back into the... There was, like, a pile of them in the yep. freezer. And then yeah. somebody would always go and be like, oh, man, somebody, somebody's been eating on my... Somebody's been eating on my cookie <laughs> dough back here. Ripped out scoops <laughs> over the yeah, inside yeah. of this, like... What? And then every once in a while, they'd all be gone. And yeah. be like, who the fuck cleaned this? <laughs> Who cleaned this fridge? What an asshole. We all had food in here. Yeah. Man, we were all on that frozen food damages tip. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, anytime anything, like... Boxes boxes would mysteriously get dropped from as high as possible. They're like, "Oh man, looks like that box of Klondike bars is damaged. Guess I got to take that to the back mm. and empty out the package so that I can put it in the special damage box to send back for yep. credit." So I remember actually being in the freezer, eating the cookie dough, drinking milk, 
and one of the managers came and opened the big freezer door and I just went, cheers. <laughs> That's when yes. you just look up and go, precious. <laughs> and he just slowly shut the freezer door and walked away. He was one of those clipboard guys who I know he was like trying to track me down and right. fight, like, where's he been for the last six and a half minutes? And I've been in there eating cookie dough. <laughs> he, was just, he just opened the door and I went, ah. <laughs> slowly shut that door. <laughs> I think the statute oh, of limitations or statute of limitations on theft is is far enough uh, far enough past. But like we get something new in, like there are these really cool Philadelphia cream cheesy bars, mm-hmm. and like I just take one right out of the box and be like, "Huh, these look cool." <laughs> Smash! Yeah, wonder how they taste. All right, now I know what to tell the customers. Mm-hmm. That's that was my fifteen year old justification. Yeah. How are for these? It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, these worked, are I worked. I worked when the. Um... The fuck are those green cookies? The healthy ones. The fuck like Snackwells. Snackwells. Yeah. When oh, the fucking devil's yeah. food ones yeah. came oh, yeah. out, mm. and it was like it was like the goddamn Nintendo Wii of cookies. It was like, <laughs> yeah. yep. You could not get those. Like it was like they were always like, "Hey man, can you set me up a line for the devil's food?" I'm like, I just fucking work. I don't give two shits. <laughs> like I'm barely making over minimum wage right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's why I worked at Publix because it was minimum wage at the time was four twenty five, mm-hmm. and Publix paid four fifty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you got into Publix, like you, you were probably going to be okay unless you were just a shitty employee, which, yeah, I was. Yeah, but I mean, we did sh- like, like Publix would always just get superfluous bullshit every once in a while. And I remember like when rollerblades came out, and we had a pile of them in the store, oh. and we were like, guys, when the store closes, yeah, oh hell yes, we have to wax the floor, but first. Let's fucking put on these rollerblades. Let's wax the floor with rollerblades. Man, <laughs> right? We've, We're going to get the floor yeah, waxing machine, just pull us. put on the rollerblades, and just crank that Whoa. thing up to max. Yep. God, and we just fucking tore that store apart, crashing into shit while trying to yeah. rollerblade around it. Shit. And we haven't even taken an email when we're talking about this. All this I, shit. I know. I'm sorry. This is our own. Yeah, our own, we probably yeah. should get an email, sorry. shouldn't we? I, I just thought about, like, we are off on such a rail here yeah. about stupid summer jobs and bullshit. One last thing. All right, please. One last thing, because I never want to talk about this job again. But, like, uh, the at the end of the day, you would have to cover the, the ice cream uh, freezers with these giant metal sheets. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Just trap it. They turn the things off at night, and you would mm-hmm. just trap the... So... We got into this habit of just taking these things like like the the saw blades they would use to to cut the women in half, like in magic shows. Mm-hmm. And we would just take these things and just clang them together and oh. pretend like we were showing everybody, like, <laughs> look at what we've got. You know, God, we were just fucking idiots. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yep. I miss being a fucking idiot. Uh, Riding the motorized pallet jack through the store. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Did everybody have the people that played all those pranks like? Getting the um, aisle stretcher and going out and painting or uh, sweeping the uh, lines in the parking lot. Anybody ever do this to other people? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god, the aisle stretcher one was the best because like you get a new like dumb person working there. I'd be like, oh, I don't have it. I think uh, I think the butcher has it. <laughs> they said I'm not the butcher. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. And like or like go to the de- oh, I'm sorry. That's at the deli. And the deli goes, we can't use it because all the all the ceiling ceiling or no the ceiling, like left handed ceiling duster. Like can't use that because we get in the food here. <laughs> That's that must be over the frozen. <laughs> Send this poor fucker around here. Yeah. Or have the guy go like mop the walk-in freezer, you know, all this. We did all that shit. Oh, man. Anyway. Sorry. Oh, God. Mop the freezer. Yeah. Mop the walk-in freezer. Uh. Sorry. Anyway. Proceed. Where to start? Uh, Let's go with one from Mario. Okay. From Germany. What? uh, This one's titled... (laughs) 
I know. It's weird, isn't it? Anyway, this one's titled Order of the Black Eagle. Uh-oh. It says, what's up, my dudes? In Order of the Black Eagle, there's a scene in which you re- might remember where a dude gets his head crushed under a three-wheeler. Mm-hmm. Oh, we remember it well. <laughs> it's one of our favorite scenes. Uh, I found He found an interview with the poor stuntman from the scene, and he thought he might find it interesting, and he sent us the link to it. Oh. Uh, also, we'd like to submit August, September... Snowember, Dogtober, and whatever else you might come up with for December as future theme months. Mario from the bad, very bad Germany. Wait, from the very bad Germany? Like, are you sure? Mario, no. Is Mario from 1942? Are you sure? Mario, please no. There is, yeah. I'm going to go on record. There's a worse Germany, yeah. Mario. Yeah, no. Your Germany right now is fine. Yeah. You're the leader of the free world now, actually. Enjoy that. No, not Dogtober. Dogust. Dogust. December. I do kind of like <laughs> August, though. Like, August. August. Yeah. Yeah. Do we yeah. have any other, like, ghost dog movies we could watch besides Ghost Dog? <laughs> dog Ghost? Yeah, dog. dog Ghost. I don't know. Maybe. We just watch Ghost. <laughs> just Ghost. Not a bad yeah, movie. Just Ghost. <laughs> ghost. Dog. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple from Jay from Vegas. Jagus. Jagus. Voice. Uh, Voices. From July 7th. Hey, guys. This is Jay from Vegas, and I apologize about my voice. Uh, it hasn't been a week of legal weed, and my throat's already killing me from all the goddamn secondhand smoke. But anyways, I went to go see Spider-Man Homecoming, and I saw it in 3D at the Galaxy, and they post how they have, like, twice the brightness of any other 3D screen. But that movie's really dark, and it's hard to see what's going on in the night scenes especially so skip the 3d uh overall you know aside from the darkness i love the movie so go see it just not in 3d bye (laughs) (laughs) yeah then he sent another one right after that oh right okay like this is jay from vegas again i don't know if i told you but god i swear i got high just walking to my fucking car (laughs) anyways i saw spider-man homecoming in case i didn't tell you and uh Seriously, fuck legal weed. <laughs> I just found that funny. He, he secondhand smoked so much weed, he already forgot about the call he made moments earlier about Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. God, Las Vegas I've must never, be a fucking nightmare right now. I can't. I've never heard of anybody angry about legal weed. <laughs> I Man, I bet the casinos are loving that shit. Oh, my God. Because, man, yeah. you cannot gamble high. No. I don't know, man. Just put it all on, like... Yeah, because like I mean, in a, movies, you know, I guess. Yeah, in movies, getting That's high like four, unlocks. <laughs> in in yeah, movies, like getting high one. will unlock superpowers. Yes. you know, but in real life, getting high just makes you really confused all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, in the movies, like you see the roulette wheel slow down, and yeah. you're like, I'm sorry, what, what are you talking about? What? Oh. Mm. Mm. I get it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but thanks, Jay. So don't see Spider Man in 3D. Or high. Or high. Or high. Well, well no, that might dilate your pupils, and then you can see it in 3D. Yeah, if it that's probably what they in. were doing. They were playing to their audience. Yeah. You got to let all the light in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Come to Vegas. I, I mean, even in 2D, in. I thought some of the action scenes didn't play particularly well in a theater, and I think they will. But it almost felt like they designed them for TVs later. Hmm. I just felt like it was too dark and too quick for that big of a screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we got another voicemail. We do. Man. So many voicemails. That's great, isn't it? That's what happens. What up, Vancast? It's uh, Angry Black Adam from Colorado. I'm a long-time fan, second-time caller. 
And as much as I love your podcast, I'm a little disappointed in you gentlemen. Your propensity to find the greatest of bad movies is truly impressive, but there is a nearly perfect gem that you've allowed to glide into your radar for more than 400 episodes, and yes, I'm including your spinoffs. It's the bastard stepchild of the Superfly trilogy. I give you the return of Superfly. It's 95 minutes of black exploitation jacticness. It's the story of a former drug dealer slash pimp. Priest Youngblood from the original Superfly, but played by an entirely different motherfucker altogether. He returns home from France to exact justice on the people who killed his ex-partner. And the shit doesn't make sense, but who needs it? It's late 80s as fuck. It has 70s editing. It has walking scenes, driving scenes, a repeating baseline, racist honky cops, a black revolutionary, blood squibs, exaggerated deaths, the Banff cast owns Samuel L. Jackson, and so much more. Um, it's on Amazon Prime Instant, so it won't cost you a dime. Now, act like you love yourself and watch the damn movie. It's, 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 it's near perfection. That's all I got to say about it. Uh, just make the choice. Do the right thing. Watch the damn movie. I'm out. Sent to you from my Obama phone. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading the transcript. That's really what it said. I'm looking at the transcript. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my God. Um, Uh, Call back soon, Angry Black Adam. (laughs) Thank you, Um, Angry Black Adam. Uh, Oh man, everybody remember when Obama was going to give us all phones? (laughs) Yeah. Everybody was pissed. (laughs) I was like, please, I'll take a phone. Yeah, sure. If you want to give me a phone. So. Adding that to the list for Black Exploitation History Month, or is it because it's '80s? Does that? Well, it's technically 1990. It okay. was on the it was on the list for 1990 year. Ooh. We just didn't get to it. It's I don't know. I might as well just throw it in at this point. We're not going to watch the original Superfly because that movie is slow and talky and is nothing of what we want. Mm-hmm. The sequel, even less so. This, I don't know. I've never seen any of this, so might as well just give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, I'm check back next February. He sold it well. So, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I think he did. So, that was a 100%. That was a professional sell job. Right it was, there. yes. Yep. And that's what we require. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if don't you want to be on the list, don't bring your half ass sell nah, jobs here. Fucking bring your game. Bring it like Angry Black Adam. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Oh, I just got that. <laughs> what? The Black Adam thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Yep. A little slow sometimes. All right. Uh, next one up is from David, who has a couple of recommendations and a question. A topic of discussion. So Loves that British movie. <laughs> Hello, Bamfcast. My job gave us an extra long weekend, so for the last few days, I've been watching a lot of B movies. I have a bunch to recommend, but for this letter, I'll just name a few. Hmm. One, Last Dragon. An awesome kung fu black exploitation movie starring Vanity, Julius Carey, three Bowler from Briscoe County Jr., and an early role for Ernie Reyes Jr., Team NT2, and Surf Ninjas. A lot of fun, a lot of good quotes, and 80s as fuck. Uh, we've mentioned that a few times. This guy, we over won't here. do it because Harlow has seen it literally like 700 times. Yep, and could quote it from memory as we speak. Right. Which so, one was that again? Sorry. Last Dragon. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I. Yeah, it, it's been disqualified a few I, times. Sorry, I love it to death already. Yeah, so much. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if we did Gremlins 2, I'd be like, yeah, I'm giving that five jocks. Like I already know. Yeah. And that's kind of we try to avoid doing that sort of stuff. 
Right. Uh, other one, World Gone Wild, starring Bruce Dern, Catherine Mary Stewart from The Apple. Julius Carey III, again. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic tale of Dern gathering a bunch of guys together to defend his small town because of its water against the villain played by Adam Ant. I found it on YouTube, and it's really worth checking out. Yeah. Lastly. He didn't mention Michael Paré. Michael, oh, Bam own Michael <laughs> Paré. Yeah. Huh. World Gone Wild. Okay. I, I, I like the premise. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a villain played by Adam Ant. Who knew? Uh, lastly, my question. Do you think when it comes to controversial scenes slash movies, they should have a reason slash message behind them, or is it okay to do shock for shock's sake? Um, Crash and burn, David. I'd go further to say that every scene in a movie should have a point, not just controversial. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I don't remember what famous filmmaker said it, but it's like if something is in a movie and it has no point to drive the story along, it doesn't belong there. I mean, yeah. unless you're—I mean, unless you're talking wacky comedy, that's the only exception. Is like mm-hmm. I was mean, about you, to say, you can have a you know comedy for comedy's sake. I think, and I mean, I guess but that's you, still in service of of being funny. Sure, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, not necessarily driving the story because I mean, a story is kind of secondary in a comedy. Yes, some would argue maybe in a horror movie, but if, I mean, there are people that watch horror movies not for what's happening but for the gore. I mean, yeah. so if you're watching a gore movie and it's like that's what you find entertaining, like I would find comedy. Okay, I'll give it to you, but but mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's talking about like our to taboo and things like that, the things we don't like in movies per se. Yeah, what most exploitation movies right. traffic in. Mm-hmm. Um, my feeling on it is shock for shock's sake. Well, well, shock in general hurts rewatchability because you only get you can only do that once, you know. And then if like and it's, and even with comedies, like doing a shock value thing. That works first time you watch it, but then you watch it again and you're like, oh, yeah, that's coming up, isn't it? You know, and that diminishes it, so to speak. And mm-hmm. it's kind of the same with most movies. I mean, there, there's a few things that that pay off because they're so out of the wall. Like I like I think about Marvin in uh, I was just about to say in the same Pulp thing. Fiction yep. where like that's just so out of the blue. But it also drives Mm-hmm. the entire yeah it's the entire third act of that yeah movie. third act of the movie yeah. is because of what happens with marvin and it seems like, like such a random like whoops what the fuck <laughs> yeah lots of movies would just have that happen and just be like well that's done let's move on to something else whereas mm-hmm. like you were saying that's the entire rest of that movie yeah so yeah. yeah so i mean sometimes it can work but if it's just you know i think about stuff like evil dead and the tree thing in the in the first one where mm-hmm. it's just kind of like why are we doing this? Yeah. You know, and, and it's like you don't and it's there's a reason it doesn't show up the same way in the second one. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I just I feel like that stuff. It just it it. It cheapens the movie and it kind of it lends to the artificiality of a movie almost where it's like, here's what you came to see. Right. And it's less, you know, it, it ceases to be telling a story when you get to that point. Mm-hmm. So I, not, mean, I mean, we. <sighs> I mean, the, the problem with, like, using something horrific, like the situation in John Wick 1 or in every revenge movie, pinky violence kind of thing you can possibly think of is, like, nine times out of ten, they don't get what they deserve. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're going to set up something that horrible, then, like, you know, you can't cop out on, like, the revenge aspect of it. And, you know what I mean? It's like, if you're going to do that, you need to have... The repercussions thereof of revenging 
Mm-hmm. You know, John Wick, I'd say, qualifies. But I'm saying there's a lot of other ones that it's like, you did a horrific thing and then, like, you didn't really pay it off. Like, the henchman yeah. gets it worse than the guy involved or mm-hmm. the ringleader or whatever, you know. I feel like a lot of times they try to play that off as well is like, oh, the world is just cruel and bad stuff happens and sometimes you don't get revenge. But that's the way the world happens in our real life. Show me show me some revenge. Yeah. Um, I, I think shock for shock's sake is if that's how you feel like you're expressing yourself as an artist, like as a director or a writer, I guess fine, go ahead and do that. But I don't know. I don't really have any any use for it. Serbian film is there's no point to about 85% of that like there you could do a lot you could do a whole lot more with the premises in that film than the things that they did with that film um mm-hmm. but I, at the same time I don't begrudge people like if if you want to watch it and it's not like a fucking snuff film or something you know like it's not real yeah. I don't really give a shit if that like if that prevents you from doing it real life or whatever. Fine, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, that's why I said like, yeah. do it if you want, but I, it's not going to bring me any closer to your, right. to your film. Yeah. there's something for everyone. Yeah. No, I mean, really, like tastes are like we've said a few times. Like every movie is somebody's favorite movie. Right. Yeah. Literally every movie. There's somebody who's going to be like, oh, my God, I love that thing. And, you know, we're like, I want to smash you with a hammer. That's the worst movie I've ever seen. I can't believe you would. I can't see how anyone would like this. And yet there's always somebody who. They think that's the best thing they've ever seen. Yeah. So. Like, I just I just got done watching this one movie that I went kind of back and forth on if I was going to like or not. And it's it's one of those movies that has a scene where like. It, it's just one of those horror movies that's kind of pushing people's buttons a little bit. And it's like this girl is kind of getting stabbed in the butt. Like, I it like, you know, like murdered, but being mm-hmm. stabbed in the butt cheeks. And it's like, OK, you're you're trying to do a thing so you can get that Yahoo in the audience to go. Ha ha, she's getting stabbed in the butt. You know, it's this horrific act, but you're trying to make a certain part of the audience giggle at it. And then it becomes like that movie where the girl got stabbed in the butt. You know, it mm-hmm. becomes like the thing that the movie is. No, it's like I, you know, come on. What are you doing? Like, she's going to die the same way. Why are you doing it in this like seemingly extra cruel way to get Jim Bob to laugh at it? I, you know, yeah. it's it. I, I, I worry when you see a consistency in a filmmaker of doing that kind of thing. Like if like if if some action director always puts a rape scene in there somewhere, you're like, why? Well, like, what what is your deal? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this a thing? Why do you keep doing this? Well, shit. I mean, people picked up on the Tarantino foot thing. I mean, by Kill Bill, it was pretty fucking obvious. Well, but sure. I mean, like, you know, people were like, hey, before that. You know? Yeah. But I mean, like, you look at that and you're like, well, that's no big deal because, like, there's nothing horrific happening here. Mm-hmm. It's just like he keeps showing footage of people's feet. But then it just becomes like, OK, we get it, dude. You like feet. We don't have to partake in it. Like. I don't know why half your movie is just shots of people's feet. Like, come on, let's tell your story. Do your witty dialogue, you know. So that's why I was glad The Hateful Eight was so cold, because no one ever took their shoes off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was the 1800s, so their feet would have been nasty. Yes. They might have had eight toes. (laughs) The Hateful Eight toes. Yeah. I mean, you know how we all feel about Mm -hmm. the main thing. It's just... Mm -hmm. We can't sit there and 
and be like, hell yeah, what a great movie. Look at this. You know, it's like, it just takes us all immediately out of it. We're just like, oh God. Well, yeah, well, whatever that pinky movie we watched was, mm-hmm. we're just like, yep, this is not our thing. Yeah. Never going to be our thing. Nope. So no point in ever watching any more of these for the show because we're just going to be like, nope. Yeah. All right. So last one. Okay. Uh, we got a voicemail from Birdie. Aw. Who I believe mentioned he was drunk, so I cannot vouch for the oh man the coherency quality of, or coherence. of this voicemail. Hey, Bamcast, it's Birdie, like the Squawk Steve, and all that. Uh, I decided to call you while drunk because I'm listening to your live stream and uh, got so uber excited. So, um, during my time as unemployed dude, I happened to see a movie that seems perfect for a potential dogist, if that's still an option this year. Um, it's called Zeus and Roxanne. It's about a dog and. Steve Gutenberg and a goddamn dolphin. I thought this was a weird 80s movie, but it's straight up 90s and ridiculous. Mostly because the idea of the Goot as a tough, cool guy is about as plausible as Nicolas Cage as a sex symbol. And to bring up a good question for you, the group, who is an actor, director that you, when you see that they are working on, you will see it? I get way too excited when I hear someone like Paul Rudd is in the movie, even though Dinner for Schmucks was all sorts of terrible. Is there anyone on a marquee that will bring you in no matter how many bad movies they made in their past? Thank you, guys. Birdie, Crash and Burn, and I'm out. Shit, my, that list what is huge for me. What was it sent me. from, Birdie? <laughs> I, I don't even know. That that list is huge for me. I mean, I have plenty of directors. It's like, yep, that's all you had to say. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, Matthew Vaughn so far, Danny Boyle, gen- generally David Fincher. Yeah, we yeah. talked about Edgar Wright. Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright, yeah. Coen Brothers. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yep, okay. Even if like I don't like Hail Caesar, I will still see the next Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and actors... I mean, we've we've talked about guys like John C. Riley, mm-hmm. where he's like almost like a sign of quality for a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get something out of him that any I was other. Going to actor... say, even if the movie is not yeah and, great, he's going to be really good in it. Yeah, and he's going to do something unique that if they had given that to another actor, he never would like they would never have done that. Mm-hmm. But see, like on the flip side of that, like I really love will ferrell but i can selectively choose which will ferrell movies i'm going to watch because mm-hmm. i know instinctively some of them are going to be hot garbage mm-hmm. because they have been <laughs> yeah so as much as i love will ferrell i will not see everything he does because it hurts like right. some of those movies are fucking terrible yeah i mean mm-hmm. we discussed it I mean, I, my personal favorite actor is gary oldman but he's also in some fucking terrible movies yeah. lost in space being one of them yeah you know like, he can be the yeah. best thing in it, but that still is an atrocious piece of shit. Yeah. But he's the kind of guy, it's like, well, he'll at least add something to this. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, Nick Cage is an obvious answer. I will watch anything that Nick Cage ever does. Yes, he makes a lot of movies that aren't very good, mm-hmm. but you're going to get some Nick Cage. And I want Nick Cage. <laughs> Usually. If they could make Nick Cage the movie, I would watch it. I don't like bored paycheck Nick Cage. You know, which has does- showed up. Yeah, more often lately. Yeah, than it hasn't. Yeah, you're that, ne- you're never exactly sure. Re- well, as as now he does everything that is not a real movie. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hard to gauge uh, because sometimes he will just fucking show up for one of those made in New Orleans movies where it's like, well, how come you didn't give a shit about the other seven made in New Orleans movies you just made, but this one you're like, I'm all in. Yeah, you know, like that bad lieutenant movie is garbage, but for some reason he fucking goes for it in that, and I have no idea why. He didn't go for it in that one where they stole his kid and he had to go to nope. the abandoned <laughs> stolen. Yeah, that's right. 
stolen. The synonym of taken. <laughs> just in call, pretty much all ways. They should just call it taken also. Yeah. <laughs> taken two, T-O-O. T-O-O. Yeah. Also um, taken. Tooken. <laughs> tooken. Done tooken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find myself never being disappointed in C. Tate when he shows up in a movie. C. Tate. C. Tate. C. Tate. I don't know why. <laughs> Man. I, eventually, I think Joe or Joe. Why did I say that? Because mm. the word Joe was in yeah, the Yeah, I know. I was looking at Eventually, Chuck is going to get around to the episode where we like disparage Channing Tatum as being this wooden, awful actor guy. You know, I'm just saying, when Man, you're in your rewind. Based on what? I don't, I don't remember that. I don't know, but we were talking about Channing Tatum. Like, who who the fuck is this, like, no acting motherfucker guy <laughs> that, like, they, people were pushing out? There was, I remember we did this, and, like, we 180'd hard on C-Tate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, like, when he shows up in Hail Caesar, mm-hmm. like, suddenly that movie comes to life. He's the best thing about Hail yeah. Caesar. Like, Ed- his appearance, his segment is... <laughs> Sorry. Bless you, my Bless child. you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I at this moment, really, aside from George Clooney embarrassing himself, cannot think of anything else in Hail Caesar except mm-hmm. for C. Tate. Yep. So, yeah, I should watch more C. Tate. He's you handsome. should. He's yeah. handsome. It, like I, and I realized, like, it, I think I turned on him, like I not turned, but like mm-hmm. came back around on him mm-hmm. when he showed up in This Is the End. Yeah. And it's totally just like, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't give a shit about my image or anything. This is me. In this movie, mm-hmm. playing Channing Tatum with all this shit happening, you know, it's. Well, like, I always remember being on the Brad Pitt train, like, especially during that early period where it was like, eh, pretty boy, Brad Pitt, Legends of the Fall, blah. And I'm like, dude, 12 Monkeys, that dude can fucking act. Mm-hmm. He's amazing in 12 Monkeys. And everyone was like, ah, pretty boy. He's just yeah. Yeah, well, even know. like California before he was like, yeah, famous, famous. yeah like, he, he was, was all he was, was doing, doing that, good that deep dive rednecky bullshit. And. Like, no one was talking about that. They were just talking about, you know, like, ooh, Thelma and Louise, ooh, you know. It's just like, yeah, he looks nice with his shirt off, but the dude can act. And I was always the one like, dude, stop taking those movies. Stop taking real movies to keep doing these <laughs> these awful redneck movies that you're yeah. making. Those are the best. Yeah. yeah. And Tom Cruise, everyone hates Tom Cruise, but I can't think of any movie where I don't like Tom Cruise in it. Yeah. I, I, I and I get the reasons why people don't like Tom Cruise, especially no. like the, the personal life yeah. stuff. And I've had to reconcile that because I think personally he's a fucking loon and all of that shit is harmful and, and terrible to both actual people and society as a whole. But mm-hmm. that fucker makes a movie a year and it every single one is like, yeah, man, that's good on you. That is a mm-hmm. good movie, you know. And I love that everyone keeps pointing out that he, how like every time an action movie comes out where he's running and doing something, people always point out like, yeah, he's this much older than Wilford Brimley in Cocoon <laughs> at this stage of his career. So God bless you, Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's yeah. not how old you are. It's how you look and act. Yeah. You know, Wilford Brimley looked 80 in yes. Cocoon. I yes. don't <laughs> care how old he actually was. He's like 42. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> he looked old. I know. <laughs> Wilfred Brimley probably looked 80 when he was 14 Yeah Well he's got the beatus So it it ages you You have diabetes <laughs> I don't know if that's true I mean I know he does He says it in the commercial <laughs> but... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah you know I mean there there's I, We could probably make lists and lists and lists Of oh, people yeah. where we're like saying. They're in it yep <laughs> Yeah 
I mean, Tilda Swinton's a lot like that for me, too, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know you're going to get something weird. Yeah, but she doesn't make me go see a movie. I think that's what he was getting at. Like, Yeah, that's It's just true. more like, yeah, you're probably going to be good in this. I, there are people who... A movie's almost always better because she's in it. Sure. She's a lot mm-hmm. like John C. Riley in that way. Yeah. There's there's like a movie equation that comes up when you're like, do I want to watch this? And you start digging through the cast and you're like, oh, that person and that per. Okay, yeah, okay. There's three people in this who are fucking awesome and everything. Let's, yeah. let's do mm-hmm. this. And like, what, two or three weeks ago, we discussed the movies that like, because someone is in it, we won't go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, we have, you know, like so many that we just have because of the show. Like, I don't think any of us. Oh, yeah, like set Steve up to, James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but I mean, like, I, don't, I think we would all selectively be better about, like, Dolph Lundgren movies, but because of the show, we're probably going to end up watching every Dolph Lundgren movie. Uh, yeah. So, well, not no. everyone, but yes. Yeah. Most. Right, yes. I mean, also made a billion he direct did. video. There, there's, a, there's a period of time we're probably going to skip, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Oh, yeah. Another one I want to toss in there. Mm-hmm. Yafit Kato. Oh, yeah. Always awesome. Yeah. Like every single movie he shows up in, mm-hmm. even Monkey Hustle, which was like, oh, whatever this movie. It's like, man, but look at Yafit so happy. He's having a great it's time. Like in the that only movie. time Yafit's ever been happy. Yeah. Happy Yafit. <laughs> There's that other one, too, that that Pam Greer movie where he was up on the roof. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And like halfway through what, the shootout. Friday Foster? Yeah. Halfway through the shootout with with <laughs> Apollo Creed. He's like, what the hell am I even doing up here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just zapped out of the movie and just be like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we come to the end of all this? I think we, um, I think we did. We got some more time, <laughs> man. We do. Well, I mean, it's just a little bit earlier than we normally. Yeah, I know. Run I'm just saying, you know, you know, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, up. I mean, Scott from uh, Seattle sent us a bunch of uh, stories of Ian Fleming's t- role in World War II. Oh, but that's like I think he said, don't read pages. that. It was yeah, just it's like page, a it's casual really, reading. Look up, look up Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming was insane. Yeah. yeah. Like, not insane like crazy, but insane like did All a whole bunch did, of shit yeah. that you yeah. generally have no idea over. In Although, that, like, in that Teddy Roosevelt and Winston Churchill kind of way of mm-hmm. like, right. All the shit they did in their life. Mm-hmm. Our listeners are, are pretty savvy individuals. So I imagine yeah. a lot of you are aware of his involvement with the war effort. Um, but read up on it. It's intense. Yeah. I, I, was listening to a comedian talk. I know we're still talking about this. this is like after show. You can cut all this. What I'm saying, like um, <laughs> he's not gonna. There was a comedian talking about like listen, watching documentaries about people like Ian Fleming and Ted Williams. All these people have like done amazing fucking things, and it's like then you just like it. How shitty it makes your life feel. Like oh yeah. Like oh like what am I doing? Like I haven't done anything compared to this. I rode a roller coaster twice once. Yeah, <laughs> in well, a row. <laughs> right, that's how it feels. Like, yeah. what? Have, what the fuck have I accomplished? That's yet? also nothing. Not, not fair though, because really, like, what opportunities do we have to do sure. shit we, like that? We could have gone days. to the desert and we killed brown people we could for be a living. Fucking Elon Musk or whatever. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, like, no, there's still no, there, there's still amazing fucking crazy people out there doing things. Dean came in and company and shit it's like well there, okay. there's no wars to be like and i Look, enlisted in three wars during my lifetime and invented the enigma yeah. machine and <laughs> <laughs> compare me to dean Kamen and elon musk okay i'm saying the there's wars a, there's do not a bit make, of a gap make a person there. great yeah. i'm saying we could these people always like put certain people put other people sure. to shame everybody's shame that's all i'm saying mm-hmm and then there's Tesla, who comes up with a whole bunch of shit, and somebody else steals it mm-hmm. and gets all the credit for it. Like Elon Musk. Oh, 
<laughs> I'm kidding. It's, it's well, anything. He made it. Just like, yeah. And also, you just got to have a cool ass name. Like Elon Musk. Nikolai Tesla. Yeah. yeah. If you have a cool ass name, you're destined for something. Mm-hmm. Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Just don't be known by three names or else you're probably going to murder a president. Or at least Julia Louis-Dreyfus. That's case in point. That's yeah. different. She's murdering a president on TV currently. I always wonder about that. Like, like why do, why do the people that kill presidents get their middle name added? Is it because like all the other John Booths are like, not me. Yeah. It was John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) I'm John Francis Booth. Thank you very much. I've never shot anyone yet. Well, Francis Scott Key didn't kill anyone. That you know of. Well, right. (laughs) Didn't famously kill anyone. Although he was, if I remember correctly, he may have been a horrible racist. Yes, he wrote profoundly (laughs) racist lyrics in the Star Spangled Banner. Huh. Yeah. Good thing we don't use any of those for the official one. Yeah, good thing we kind of skipped that verse. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Publix more. (laughs) Nah. All right. All right. Publix always smells right to me. It smells like a grocery store should. I don't know. There's something about Publix. It's, it's like it a Vegas casino. They, they, right. they suck out the bad and pump in the good. Yeah. Yeah. It's never like like Food Lion always smells like fish bleach. and piss. Mm-hmm. And bleach to cover it all up. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the key. If you can smell bleach. You know you're in the wrong yeah. place. You know that something if you went, can get out. When you smell bleach, something went wrong before you right. got there. Oh, I walked. Sometimes it can. It's okay if it's localized. Mm-hmm. Like if you walk by a section that smells like bleach, mm. but if the whole whole store smells like bleach, get out of there. I was out of town, <laughs> and my mother and I walked into an IHOP, and I'm pretty sure they removed the first three letters because we walked in, and we're like, "Get the." F- fuck out like nope <laughs> like i don't know if like fucking r kelly's ihop opened up there or what the fuck that was like it was messed Ew. up like it was like like and, and it was like we both took us like a second like we actually got to the table we were like yeah no yeah. <laughs> no did y'all ever shop at albertson's not on the regular no you'd remember the smell yeah yeah it also smelled it smelled more like shrimp and piss <laughs> Than Food Lion. Food Lion was fish and piss. Albertsons was shrimp and piss. Um, shrimps. Shrimps, yeah. Shrimps and pisses. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's how I sign all my letters. <laughs> shrimps, shrimps and pisses. And pisses. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Mm. I don't know. Speaking of letters, if someone wants to send us an electronic one, how would they do that, BJ? Well, they could email it to BMF, BMF. <laughs> at bmfcast.com. Let me I don't know why you. I asked BJ. <laughs> I was I was trying so hard to be clever that I forgot what the fuck I should have mm. said. Um, but yeah, send it to BMF, bmfcast.com, like Carlo said. Uh, if you want to just visit the website, ye old website, uh, check it out. It's bmfcast.com. It's got a bunch of uh, our social stuff on the right-hand rail. It's got buttons there. You click on them, they do stuff, they take you to places. Uh, you can also give us a call on the Garfield phone, 910-5-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263. Leave us a message and we'll uh, we'll address it on the next podcast time allowing. <laughs> and also, give us your money. <laughs> Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Was that a threat? <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a it was a request, okay. sort of. It was a statement, a declarative. Um, give us your money, and we will, in return, give you more hot-ass podcast content. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. All righty, then. Let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is BMFcast out. <laughs>